Ben bir şey beni şey yap. What? Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. With me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Christopher, how far art thou? How the hell are you, buddy? Excellent, dude. Excellent. It's good to see good. you this fine day. Good to see you, um, too. See you, too. Uh, it's cold kind of down here, dude. Oh, yeah? What is it, 72? <laughs> Very funny. That would be nuts. It's about 78. <laughs> no, I think it's like, um, you know, 40s, oh. which is cold for us. That is cold for uh, Texas. Yeah. It's a little chilly. So I had um, I actually had a hoodie on before I started this. And I was like, what am I doing? I have to get dressed up for this episode anyway. And I was like, I can't wear sleeves. I, I've made a solemn vow. You've made a c- commitment. Yes. I don't care if we record outside. Um, yeah. You know. It's, well, if it means that much to you, I could take my hoodie off and I could just be sleeveless. It, you know, whatever. I mean, solidarity, dude. I, yeah, I'm there for you. So here I you know go. you're probably warm. It's like 31 and you're like, ooh, it's pretty hot. Toasty. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's hot day. Hot day. Yeah, hot it's, day uh, in the city for yes. It's Christmas time in, uh, in, in uh, time. New England. I know. It sure doesn't feel like Christmas time. Not that it usually does for me, but also I'm just like, man, what, the, what does Christmas feel like? I don't know. Yeah, I, I heard my first Christmas music today when I went to the grocery store. Uh, as you know, that's one of the few places I go these days mm-hmm. uh, and physical therapy. And uh, yeah, I heard, um, I don't remember what it was, but there was Christmas music playing. And also when I drove there, you know, there's this... Uh, covered bridge that i go through it's very new england you know there was all uh-huh. these like wreaths and holly like all over it and then like you know the bows and the wreaths on all the on the street posts and everything the street lamp posts mm-hmm. and i was like ah fuck you know gotta deal with this gotta deal with this now and you uh did you run across any other shrieking employees this time on on your trip or uh Anybody no. else being carted out? Thank you. No, 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 no. No one was being carted out screaming for their life this time. Uh, so, yeah, I complained to the manager. I was like, I have a oh. certain expectation when I yeah. come in here that people will be screaming for their life. Exactly. Uh, exactly. No, I was able to get the pursuit uh, without any issue. What about you know? the Kappa Got the Kappa Gula. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we always called that Kappa. Uh you know, when I, where I grew up, but yeah, oh, the cool. yeah, you get the, uh, you got the pursuit. You said I did. I got the pursuit. No, no, not a problem. What about the couple? Cool. You got the, <laughs> did you I ever got, eat? I, got, I, eat, I eat Kappa, you know, but I just, <laughs> I never called it Gabagool before. I know that's a, a thing, but I never, we never called it that when I was growing up. Did you ever eat the squid in the spaghetti? What's that called? Um, calamari. Is that calamari? It, well, I mean, I know like squid is calamari, but 
when it was it have did you ever have it like in spaghetti like in a I, pasta dish where there's I like did. Cold in? i did it was it was i well i tried it i was at a place with a girl and she ordered it nice and, and she wanted me to try it and i was like get she's like no try it and she was really she was really good in bed so i was like all right and so i tried it um but i didn't care for it it's very it's like it's i feel like i was like i was chewing on a a kiddie pool or something it's just it tastes so plastic and puffy you know wow what an interesting pool um yeah yeah <laughs> i uh i don't want i guess now I, that's simile <laughs> i don't want to uh, you better throw a like or an as in there i don't want to uh get too far into this is going to breach into our topic and overrun but i i don't i didn't mean to bring it up like that but uh yeah i was I, yeah. I was uh ruined you know for like i was a young child and some uh some relative gave me some spaghetti with uh you know it had fucking tentacles in it and uh not only was it absolutely disgusting yeah. it was gross to look at freaked me out i think i cried I was 13 at the time, 14 going on 14. It was my 14th birthday, actually. No, no, I was, uh, I don't know, I was like five or six or something like that. I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, But anyway, uh, since we're speaking about those things, we could speak about it later. Uh, That's okay, though. I mean, you know, the the opening monologue kind of leads into, uh, you know, our our topics, you know, but, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool because I, I can relate to that in the sense that there was, and we will talk later, but there were many foods that it was like, no, you got to eat it. You, you've got to try it, you know, in my house where I was just where like it was I consider it a form of torture uh, mm-hmm. that my parents did that. I would never do that to my kids and force them to eat some of that disgusting shit. You know, but we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll have to remember to talk about that. Yeah, We'll get into it later. We will. We'll get oh, it because that's our topic, which is childhood trauma tonight <laughs> on Final Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. The special <laughs> live edition. This is just going to become like our therapy sessions, you know? We're going to start charging each other. Yeah. <laughs> Sending fucking bills. Hey, you know what I did this week, dude? What'd you do? I decoupaged a desk. Is that like my... decoupaged with bowels of holly? No, it's like uh, like where you put you cover Mod- something. Mod like, Podge. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. use Mod Podge to do it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, there's this the garage room here. The garage here was converted into a room like, you know, when I bought this house um, and, and where the garage door is, there's like, you know, two where it would be. There's like two closets and then there's like this b- big window and a built in desk right in front of it. So uh, I, I've been like uh do, doing all these audiobook things now so I'm trying to build this dedicated space to just like this is where i will sit and do the audiobooks um so i got soundproofing and shit but i i got a, all these garbage pail kids and i covered this desk in garbage pail kids cards oh, um, shit. with and decoupage well, them those, on there those are worth a lot of money though aren't they garbage pail kids cards well yes but uh yes and but these were i got uh, a lot of the recent ones that you can just buy that are like oh, rock and roll edition okay, and the monster yes. edition. Yeah, so they were like re-release. That's not yeah, that's not the same. Yeah, that's uh, okay. no. yeah. I threw in I did throw in <clears throat> for good measure a few of the old cards. Um actually I did throw in about fifty of the old cards because I ordered uh to get enough I had ordered a lot off eBay as well that was like fifty cards. Just random ones, and they're just like whatever. And, and even if I was thinking, like, even if these were worth something, what the fuck am I going to do with them? Take them to the garbage pail kids show and sell them, you know? Well, like... well, <clears> I will <throat> say, 
I mean, this was maybe 15 years ago I did this, but I had actually probably longer. God, I'm old. It was probably like 20 years ago. But I, I had a, a shoebox in my closet, uh, like just filled with Garbage Pail Kids cards from when I was a kid. And these were like first, second, third edition. This is like from 86. This is the originals, you know? Yeah. And I sold them for a pretty penny on eBay. I just sold the whole box. I was, and like I said in the script, I'm like, look, they're not exactly in mint. I was a child, you know, but they were in good shape, you know, and I had I didn't have like a complete set or if I did, I didn't know it. I was like, look, here, I took a picture and everything. And I had a poster. I had a, like a poster like that they gave to the comic book shops, like buy Garbage Pail Kids here. And yeah, I, I, I made a, a nice chunk of change off of that shit. Well, that's good for you. Yes, but you, uh, but but no. you made a table. You made a no, table. But, this is yeah, about I made you. a table. This is about but you. You're right. No, you're right. Um, they are they are uh, pretty expensive on eBay because I got some of those on eBay for cheap. But there's ones that are like, here's one page of of nine cards, and it's four hundred dollars. You know, yeah. and sing, there's a lot of singles like the Nasty Nick, um, <clears throat> the uh, the Vampire one, which is wh who, what my back piece is mm -hmm. actually. Oh, you have like, a? I didn't know you had a Garbage Pail Kids tattoo. The, my whole back piece is Nasty Nick, the vampire. He's like standing on a gargoyle with his castle in the I, background. I've seen you uh, without your clothes on. How have I not noticed this? I don't know. Do you not look at my back a lot? Well, when not, you're... <laughs> not the way we not the way we do it. <laughs> Yikes. No, I just um, no, no, I just I I've not seen that tattoo before. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get it worked on. Um, Sean Nas shouts out. Uh, he's up in De the Denver. South north of Denver, out in the mountains. So you really have a, a garbage pail kids cover. Do you want me to show you my back, back right now? Please do. I want to. I want like because I don't know if I should believe you or not. Can you see it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see. So that, that I guess that's a work in progress then. I can't hear because I took my headphones. Oh off. right, right. So I guess you're, that's like a work in progress. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Well, it's that's why I didn't see it before, because I mean, like we were hanging out in the in the uh, hotel room in where were we, Charlotte? And you're walking around all topless and everything looking. All I had it then. Did you? OK. Yeah, I, yeah it's I, been I it's been a work in progress for a few years. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't expect you to know all every inch of my body. It's not like not yet. Anyway, uh, <laughs> It's yeah, been a lonely are... 2020. We haven't had our intimate time. What a time. <laughs> they are. But anyway, all of that to say, yes, the Garbage Pail Kids are worth a lot. That, and I got a tattoo on my back so that I can be skinned later and sold on eBay for uh, a pretty penny. I'm and just going to make a fucking table out of it, dude. Well, here, check this out. You'll appreciate this. You'll appreciate this. I had this pack of from like, uh, I believe it was marked 1992, the, like a 92, 93 uh, Hustler cards. Hmm. That were um, like Hustler like, magazine. Oh, no shit. They had cards. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know either. I got it. I forget where I got them from. And that's not like a joke to be like, oh, I forgot where I got them from. Like if I right. bought them, I would say I, I just don't know where I got these from. But I know I've had them for a while. Well, he's and, you're, uh, he's a stoner, folks. He probably did forget. And a boner. Um, mm -hmm. Lover. Uh, getter. Uh, giver. And then <laughs> I so these dude, these cards are. Uh, so, you know, Hustler is known for being that it's the, it was the more raunchy of the mags. Absolutely. Uh, of the beat mags, if you will, porn mags. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, a little less classier, uh, but classy still in a, in a really. sense. Not in really a sense. Classy. They, they were they were actually very dirty and that's what made them so great. 
Yeah, but not really classy. Every card, every single card in this pack. Now, and I'm not. Maybe I just got the bonus pack, but I'm willing to bet that the 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 bulk of the series uh, is probably similar, where there is just a spread open beaver shot in every yeah. single one of these cards. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, every like, single one. There's no yeah. subtlety. There's no oops. You know, there's no, you know, that's what I'm saying uh, about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about Hustler is they were like, they showed you more than you wanted to see. They showed you everything. That's why they were like the super dirty one, you know, and God bless Larry Flint. On the back of each one is like a little bio, short bio, if you will, and a uh, phone number, a 1-900 number. That you could call and talk. I thought, to, I thought you were going to give our to number, lady. No, you can <laughs> talk to your. T- uh, but that's very similar to our number. But yeah, you can call. So, so what I did was I, I uh, just kind of did a smattering of a few of these cards across the desk. So you can't, you don't really see them at first unless uh, if you're looking, you could like, oh Jesus Christ, look at that! Wow, she's healthy. Um, so that's so, mixed in with the garbage bills, kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's there, fantastic. Yeah, there's like there's like four or five <laughs> of them. Uh, mixed across there. Bastard, so. I love you. Oh, that's great. Good for you. But you dude, know, it's put... it, it reminds me. Um, it reminds me, and this yeah. is this is kind of funny. Um, I uh, I was about fourteen, and I was dating this girl. I won't name her because I don't want to embarrass her. Because we still kind of keep in touch. But uh, uh, I was dating this girl, and we broke up, and whatever. And I was kind of like all crushed because I was like, I love you, you, because I'm fifteen, and like I was like singing the Cure, you know, and all that. Uh, so anyway. She she dumps me and she she starts dating this guy uh, uh, named Frank. And first, who who the hell fucking dates a guy named Frank anyway? You know, but she dates this guy and uh, on her uh, like, the, and I ended up like meeting the guy later. And this is no joke. He had an old hoopty car, and I was like, oh well, that's why she's dating him. He has a car. You know, I didn't have a car. We've all seen License to Drive a thousand times. We understand the power that the Corys had with that uh, and the problems they ran into. Of course. So um. So anyway, she uh, like the guy had the guy's car, like the interior was completely mod podged with porn. The interior of the car, like no joke, the wow. dashboard, the ceiling, it was all like naked ladies, like from Playboy and stuff. It wasn't like super oh, graphic. OK, it wasn't super graphic, but it was just nothing but lady naked ladies. And I was like, you broke up with me for this guy. And their relationship lasted like five minutes. It was nice. fucking hilarious, you know? And then years later, uh, she was in a very unhappy marriage and she was trying to, uh, you know, like reach out to me and be like, oh, you were my first, like, love, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, can yeah. You help, can you help yeah. me mod podge this car with yeah. porn? You know? No, 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 that was him. That wasn't her. <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> no, no, she was just like, ah, oh, I made a, like, she was kind of like, almost like she made a mistake. I was like, that was a long time ago, you know? I, I, I don't know, we were in our 20s, our 20s at the time. I'm like, what, what the hell are you talking about, you know? That's She's probably not listening to this, so I'm probably not embarrassing her, but I'm not going to name her, so. All right, well, Veronica, we're listening. I don't know if that's her name. Um, I know. The, the, and it's the not. Pack. Who the hell's named Veronica anymore? <laughs> uh, uh, Veronica. I actually met this? someone named Veronica. I know two people named Veronica. Anyway, um, the bathrooms at uh, my friend Lindsay's bar shouts out Two Headed Dog. Um, they the whole uh, bathroom walls are all done. Uh, there's two bathrooms, you know, that are unisex or whatever you call them, and yeah. it's all like just play, Playboy, like classy nudity, but you know, yeah. with with Bush, 
and uh, I actually have my that's where my uh, my current author photo is taken against that wall. And uh, she said, <laughs> so there's like, but there, so there's titties behind me, but there's a like also right to my right is a cool ass shot of like Red Fox opening a Colt 45. Nice. Uh, that so it's it's classic, but she was like, uh, well, uh, we have a running thing. Everyone that takes a picture in there, how long you can keep it up on Instagram before they yank it. And I was like, I'm not going to yank my picture. Mm. Fucking like not even a day. They pull yeah, it down. Of course they do. Like there's yeah. titties in the background. There's little baby titties back. Oh, there. yeah. They're Nazis like, about it, dude. They are. So. But Twitter is not. Twitter, no, Twitter is whatever you want. Penny, dude. Yeah. Pull on Penny. I mean, whatever yeah. you want. Penny dreadful. Whatever you want. Yep. God bless them. But so, that's what uh, I did, dude. It was pretty cool. I put like six coats on that bitch, and you have to put like a sealer in between each coat. I sealed that thing up. I'm sure you put plenty of coats with all those hustler uh, pictures oh, on there. My God. Oh, I did. I do have a hustler because we uh, Nick brought over a hustler and a cherry and uh, what else? Oh, a penthouse because we were filming a sketch that we needed old porno mags for, mm. and they've been here ever since. And there's one on the desk uh, that I keep on the desk. The uh, hustler. The woman on it is uh, her name is Bianca, and I do uh, little Bianca, lines of cocaine. Bianca off. Stevens, maybe. She but was also I, a scream queen, but she was also she was in a lot of uh, porn mags. Back I don't in the think day. no. I, there's nothing that uh, uh, kind of like alludes to her being a scream, a scream, a scream queen. Yes. In this <laughs> issue, uh, I, have, I have thoroughly whatever. I, I've yet. grown tired of this already. So well, I'm just saying I keep it by my dad. <laughs> I do little. I do little like, you do the lines of cocaine off of her, like you're in the 80s. Ah, uh, nice. It nice. is very nice. And I say, I'm sure Bianca, she preached, I'm sure Bianca, she that. I'm sure she's smiling I'm, from her grave. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because everybody in that magazine is dead as rest, shit. Rest in power, rest in Bianca. Power, Bianca. <laughs> and many more. Yep. But okay. I thought you'd appreciate that. No, I do. No, I do. That's pretty cool. That the, the Maj Paging of Garbage Pail Kids and Vaginas together. That's uh that's so you. Two great that, tastes. Th- that tastes great. That's so you, and I love that about you. Um I did not uh, mosh-posh anything. I haven't in a long time, but there was a time when I like did the little crafty stuff with the mosh-posh back in the day. But uh, I did not do that. But this weekend, um, well, I want to say recently, so we're not dating ourselves too much, but recently I watched a big fight that was very exciting for me. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I'm not a sports fan except for boxing. Um, I... Uh, to to quote uh, the great Rath James White, who was a boxer himself, um, he, he we were talking about boxing at one point, and he and he said that he always tells people that uh, boxing is the only sport; anything else is just a game. And I love that quote because it just says it. Oh says my it god! So- Why don't you guys just get that on the back of your jeep and drive around? <laughs> fucking, fucking right. It's like everything else. It has a, like other sports. They have a ball. I mean, it's a game. That's a game. Like you know, like real titans, man. They fucking box. But anyway. to be fair, real quick though, isn't like boxing is your favorite sport, but also uh, competitive bodybuilding uh, pose offs, right? Uh, well, I've never like followed that. Like, I like I never watched a bodybuilding competition except for like pumping iron, like documentary, sure, because then it's like mm. they give you the background. But no, I don't sit there and fucking watch a bunch of guys pose. Uh, I think it's impressive. Oh. I dig, I dig those guys. I, I I admire those guys, but I don't watch the fucking tournaments because it's not exciting. It's a bunch of guys just posing. Who the like? Who the fuck wants to watch that unless you're jerking off to it? And I know I'm not. 
Nice. The man and the lady that own the gym I go to uh, are professional whatevers. I mean, I know they just had an event because they put new pictures up in the gym of them posing. Uh, very, very nice, I guess. I don't well, know. I have, I have no idea. Like, that's um, the thing. It's definitely a sport, uh, bodybuilding. And it's, and it's like I – shouts out to those people because they are hardcore and they bust their asses for, for that. Um, I'm not saying I'm not impressed. I am. I'm totally impressed. I wanted to be like that. Um, but it's just not entertaining to watch the fucking show. It's just not to me. Yeah. It's just not. Okay. Um, but boxing is very entertaining to watch. I love watching boxing. Yeah. And so this fight that happens yes. go back, back to it. I had no idea this was happening because I'm that ignorant and I have my head up my own ass that much. Yes, you do. Uh, the fight was, uh, the fight was actually uh, like a big nostalgic, uh, kind of fight. What it was is it was, a uh, exhibition match between two retired retired fighters in their 50s. I'm talking, of course, about the big fight between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., both legendary fighters uh, from their time. Uh, Tyson, of course, was the heavyweight champion. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. was actually known as a, um, a Olympic boxer for the most part, and he actually kind of bounce between different uh, weight classes from, you know, like middleweight to, to you know, to back, kind of back and forth, depending. Um, Is but, he, was he undefeated? I'm sorry. Was, did he no. have the undefeated record? No, no, he did not. Uh, did but he, he fight was, the Conor McGregor? That's not him. No, no. You're thinking of Mayweather. Oh, you're thinking of Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> no, he's a much younger guy. Uh, that guy. Right. Um, that's okay. Um, but no, Roy Jones was more old school uh, and he's a great technical fighter. Uh, really a, a great boxer. Um, but he was also very much robbed. Uh, it's like one of the greatest like tragedies in boxing history was when he didn't get the fucking gold in the Olympics. He was totally robbed. And I mean, you could, those listen, you can look up that fight and you will be outraged. Uh, but anyway, he's still notoriously a, a great boxer, a legend. Uh, I, I, and I'm not trying to talk him up. It's just that like more people know who Mike Tyson is than know who Roy Jones Jr. is. Anyway, both great boxers. And so they decided to do this exhibition fight uh, that a lot of it was going towards charity. Uh, it was um, and it's so like, you know, I heard this and I was like, oh, this is interesting, you know. And they were talking about it at first, like they were going to do it as a very gentle exhibition. They were talking about headgear and uh you know, like 16 ounce gloves or like, you know, big gloves. And, uh, but apparently that all changed because they didn't have headgear on. They didn't, uh, have the large gloves. They just had, I think, 12 ounce gloves. Um, and I mean, they can say like, cause the boxing commission jumps in cause most of these guys are in their early, both of these guys are in their early fifties. So the boxing commission jumps in and says, okay, you can do this, but we want you to take it easy, you know, cause you're old. Uh, and so, but the thing is, and on the on the on the show, this was a nice surprise. Sugar Ray Leonard, one of my favorite boxers uh, from when I was growing up, I had a poster guy on my wall. He was uh, one of the commentators, which was really cool. And he said, "Yeah, they could say it's an exhibition, but you can't control yourself in the ring. You can't like hold, you know, like yeah. uh, you can't hold yeah. back how the strength you pull, of your punches. Yeah, like pull your you know, punches. Like, like how do you do that? Yeah, like he's like you can't you can't really do that all that much. You're either going to fight or you're not." Um, so anyway, I was I was excited about this, and it was a pay per view event, um, you know, because I, I, as you know, I love uh, Tyson, and uh, and I love boxing, but boxing, the sport itself, has been very much in the shitter, 
uh, for a long time now. It's not the sport that it used to be. So the only way they can get people excited is with something like this, like a nostalgic event, or like what you mentioned, a kind of novelty event where they had Floyd uh, uh, Mayweather versus McGregor um, in that bizarre match that they had. Um, and yeah, Mayweather was undefeated. That's that's what you're thinking. That's of. It, yeah, yeah. Um, and and so you mentioned pay per view. May I uh, ask about what the cost of this pay per view in this day and age for a fight like this is? It was it was fifty bucks. Okay, that's I thought. Okay, that's like what, what we uh like back when I was a, a child. The only like pay per view shit we ever ordered were the Mike Tyson fights because my dad right. wanted to watch them. Right. Uh, but they were around that, like fifty bucks, sixty bucks then. Oh yeah. So, no, I, so I, I, I would have thought they. I would have thought you were gonna say like ninety dollars or something. No. Well, I mean, the other thing is, is that this isn't a, a. This isn't like a heavyweight fight. This is an exhibition. So it's really more about showing off the technical. It was well. That's what a, an exhibition normally is. It's about showing off the technical skill of the boxers themselves. Uh, you know, they weren't supposed to be going for a knockout or anything like that. You know, mm. uh, but it was still. It was. It was going to be a fight. Uh, but here, here's like, here, here's how it played out. Like I, I knew all I knew is that I was going to see Tyson and Jones and that got me excited. But then like these videos started coming out of Tyson preparing for the fight and he looked terrifying in, in, in his training, you know, like I can only imagine. Yeah. I mean, he's the guys in his early fifties, but like he lost a hundred pounds in order to, to, to do this fight. What? Yeah. Over he, how long? Uh, I don't know. Over the. Uh, over the past year, like whenever they decided to, they were going to do this fight. Uh, and so he lost all this weight. Uh, and, you know, he's still big and buff and everything, but he like lost a lot of the body fat. He got back into shape because he hasn't fought in over a decade. Uh, and he like, there was these videos of him, like, you know, sparring and like hitting the bag stuff. And he just looked like a beast. Like he did not look slow. He did not look like a man his age. You know, he was fucking fast and, and just flurrying punches. Uh, so I got that got me really excited, you know. And the other thing that was interesting is that Roy Jones uh, Jr. he he had had a fight only like three years back, you know. So he hadn't been out of the game as long as Tyson, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was like it was kind of it was an interesting thing to me. I got excited about. It. So anyway, uh, I decided to splurge and get it. And my buddy Greg shouts out Greg. Uh, he he got it too. Shouts out Greg. Go Sox. Go uh, Dad. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, she got it too, uh, and so we FaceTimed and watched it together, Aww. which was which was nice. You know, like we haven't watched a fight together since that that Mayweather fight with 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 McGregor. You remember, Greg? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you remember. So anyway, <laughs> we watched the fight, and they had and like this was a really this was a really weird experience um, for watching a fight because for one thing, there's no audience, there's no crowd because it's COVID. Did you they know? pump in? crowd noise like they have for the nfl uh they did in in like the later fights like the the last like the the, the main attraction and the main undercard they did that but mm. otherwise no they didn't um and at first it was bizarre but you kind of got used to it but what's weird is it's like it's all darkness around the ring so it was like i felt like i was like in some like phantasm movie or something it was like this weird lynchian like the final boxing ring in, in as before you go through purgatory or something you know like the running man or something yeah, well it was more surreal than that it was uh it was just like this ring and surrounded by total darkness you know yeah so it was really surreal uh 
but yeah, there was just like a few people in there at a time. There was just like the, the, the coaches and the boxers and cameramen. And that was about it. So that was strange. But then we also had uh, like this aspect of it was put on by a, a company called Triller, which is this like app. And, and it's I'm sorry, like what? Triller. Triller? Like Thriller without the H. Triller. Uh, and it's a it's hmm. an app and it's also a channel, but it's like, I don't know, it's it's some hip hop thing. It's very deeply tied in with hip hop. You know the the rap music with the bippin and the bop. Okay, the Grandpa. And the Stop, go, why don't you go yell at a cloud right now? Before well, you... <laughs> well, that's that's why I say that because I very much was old man yells at cloud when I was watching this. Triller, it's like a triller. <laughs> because they had these undercards and everything. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch some boxing, and so I tune into it, and in, and like the first thing that happens is some rapper comes out, and and Greg knew who it was because Greg thinks he's hip and everything. Uh, and so he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's him. He, he, I like that stuff. You know, I'm I'm not old. You know, that that was Greg. Uh, and uh, dude, was, by the way, spot on Greg. Right. Wow. That's I kind of right? thought <laughs> I thought he was going to come out. I thought you were going to be like, and let's bring him out, Greg. And just, like, I was like, oh, shit. Pull my wow. mask off and it's him underneath. Yeah. Oh, Mission Impossible style. Yeah, yeah, shit. yeah. No, yeah, that, that that's really what he did. You know, and I was like, shut the fuck up. You don't know who these people are. Uh, but uh Anyway, like this guy's rapping and he just keeps going and like and so like I mute it and he he mutes it too because we're old white men. We don't want to listen to fucking rap, you know. Me especially. I can't speak for Greg because he thinks he's he's hip and and cool, but I don't want to watch it. You know, oh, oh, I'm sorry. He came out. I thought that you meant a rapper came out to fight. You meant that he came no, out. No, he came out to rap. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was like, and fighting now is a little no, little no. big man or something. No, like. but that but you're not too far off in how stupid this night uh and it became. Um, cause yeah, this guy comes out to rap and everything. And it's just like, I'll just despair to spare to saying it again. But in between every fight, there was a very long rap performance by some guy, you know? So there was like all this rap infused with it, which really just didn't, uh, make me happy because personally, I think the whole gangster rap, um, uh, like, like atmosphere i don't know you don't know what to call it but i think that that kind of attitude uh has kind of infiltrated boxing and that's one of the reasons that the it doesn't it, it has this kind of almost like a wrestling flair with these guys coming out wearing like bandanas and all this shit and it's like yeah. just like which where's fun no it's not fun it's like that that belongs it, like save that for jake the snake all right this is not wrestling this is boxing have some fucking class have some dignity don't bring your fucking ghetto blaster shit in here you know like i oh just my don't God, like dude we might have to take that like, part out <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know just... <laughs> Like, just, what about the pageantry, dude? What about the pageantry? No, 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 no. You come out to your song, whatever. It can be rap music, but like, with what, like, I don't want, I don't want my boxer to come out and have it look like a rap video with like all these lights and them wearing these crazy outfits and like, you know, I don't know. It's just it, that whole thing has kind of fucked, fucked, fucked it. In in, it's one of the many things that have fucked boxing. Is this whole like gangsta? attitude that has been a that has been kind of infused into the sport that's my personal take on it uh fine call me old call me racist whatever you want but i'm just saying this is how it comes off to me you know do we need to cut this out what no uh no i was just coughing <coughs> um i'm just saying i like, mean that that to me you know more about this 
I know that Mike Tyson used to come out in just his, his towel cut with a hole in the middle and a black shorts. It's probably what he came out Dude, in this time. The music he came out to was like Sunno. It was just like it was okay, like super intimidating. It was let's awesome. stop for like one second because we've uh, mentioned this band before, and it's Sun. That's a symbol because that's they're they're named after a bass amp that was made for a short period of time in the '60s called Sun, and their emblem was that thing that they used. So they're the name of the band is Sun. Not Sunno. So right, his all right, Budo. Like Sunno. I'm just uh, letting you know, dude. If I and they sun, use those amps. No one's gonna know what I mean if I just say Sun. I bring up Sun all the time. I have a fourth podcast I do every week called Not oh, Sunno but oh, Sun. <laughs> well, anyway, it's just dirge out, music. <laughs> that was what he came out like. Tyson would used to walk out to music that was dirge music before there was dirge music. You know, he came out to just like feedback. It was awesome. Didn't Tupac, didn't he have Tupac with him for a little while? Yeah, yeah, no, they were buddies. But no, if you go in back and watch like Tyson, in, in, like in his early days, he when he comes out, it's like this doom noise. It's oh, not he, even music. Yeah, it's because you're about to get slaughtered. It's like you're dead. That like a was all death, part of his intimidation march. technique. Exactly. That was, and it worked like, he, very well. Yeah, like he was a scary motherfucker, you know? That's um, what you were saying you're watching him punch now, like. It, it was scary. I'm like, of course, it would be scary if he gained a hundred pounds. Like, I, I don't no, care. No, like, how... no, absolutely. I mean, like, the last thing a boxer loses is his punch. You know, uh, but what I was saying is that he hadn't. He, he was so fast. Like, of course, Tyson could punch you at a hundred years old, and it's gonna fucking hurt because, like, he's just that powerful. But he was still so incredibly fast. That's the thing that really struck me. You know, at, at yeah. 54 or whatever, like he was just like moved like lightning. Anyway, um, my point is, and I don't mean to to sound like some kind of like ignorant bigot when I bigot when I say this, but it's 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 the the whole rap attitude being put into boxing to me is annoying. Like I I like boxing to have its original uh dignity to it you know and this this is uh, and saying this i'm also saying the all the greatest boxers were all african-american with the exception of like you know rocky marciano and a couple of you know mickey ward a couple of guys uh the most the majority of them were african-american so it's not about anything against african-american culture it's just i don't want these guys coming out uh to the ring wearing like you know, all of this like gangster rap, you know, jewelry and like all this stuff and like blasting the music and having girls and dollars thrown in the air. That's like wrestling shit, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe like, you know, uh, uh, the like the the way that you see it, the best way to put it is regardless of what you wrap it in uh, the package in, you don't you just want it to be bare bones, come out and fight. You don't need to do anything extra. Uh, anything extra added to it, you're like, you're like, let's get rid of that shit because it's disrespectful to the sport in some way in your, in your fate. Like rather if you come out to rap or if I came out playing a a double guitar and, uh, you know, exactly. Yeah. Like if he came out and did a guitar solo, I would want to smack him too. Yeah. It's, that's exactly it. It's, it's, it's just, I came out and did a guitar solo. Well, if you came out and you did like like the Star Spangled Banner on guitar, that'd be pretty awesome. You know, like that would almost be like like a level of like Steve Vai from White Snake. That would be. Pretty and then cool. I punch. Then I punch the guy out. <laughs> yes. It's like I play that, and they're like, "Play ball, ding!" And it's a one punch like Tyson, classic Tyson. Mm. When you get so mad, you yell at the TV because you just spent sixty dollars on twenty seconds of a fight. 
Uh, and then, you know, that's what I would do. Yeah. And that would be okay, though. That would be good. And then at the end, they're lifting me up and wrapping me in the American flag. And I'm like, <laughs> Christopher! Like, I am a real American. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't want, I, I don't want all of this flashy shit. It's not just the, the, the pageantry of, of it. It's the attitude of it. Like the showboating type of stuff. I can't stand that in any athlete, but uh, it's particularly obnoxious, I think, in a boxer. So um, even though like some of the greats, like Muhammad Ali, you could say he was a showboater in a, in a way, but I think that was a little different because he was kind of, um, he was kind of flashy in a sense that was more promoting, um, you know, the, the, the black man in a time when it was really pertinent. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I think this kind of thing, like it permeates all as- aspects of all, uh, not just sports, but entertainment, right? You know, there's yeah. all kinds of posturing. There's all kinds of ways that you dress it up, uh, you know, that that's just kind of how it is sometimes yeah. uh, with things. And, you know, you're, you're you just don't want to see that, especially in boxing. But who won this fucking fight, dude? I mean, well, I'm, well, I don't well, even know about <laughs> I didn't even know about this fight right, happening. Right. And I'm here on bated breath. Back, I need to get back to the fight. But I will say this because but just before we close out on this, because Triller is so inter interfused with the hip hop scene, I understand why they had all of this this stuff going on but it like it does get more absurd uh going forward so anyway there maybe was a couple maybe that's somebody's favorite rapper though that they were like oh man i hope i can't well, wait no uh, no they were they were they were popular rappers like i don't know who like there's only greg knew them greg liked it. greg was like well, oh i hope he said he said he knew them um but uh <laughs> but no no like um I, 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 I'm sure they were because like, this was a, this was a big event. Um, you know, like, I know you didn't know about it, but everybody was talking about it. Uh, and like, not just in the uh, boxing world, but also in the hip hop world, it was a big deal for, for hip hop. So I do not, um, I do not criticize this particular event for having all of that because it's Triller and that's what they're all about. So that's, that's cool. That's fine. Uh, but to me, I was just like, I don't want to see rappers. I want to see fights. So anyway, uh, and the reason that became annoying is because it was between every fight. You had to watch a, a rap uh, video that went on for very, a very long time. Uh, so I just muted it. But anyway, the first fight, uh, and I'm going to butcher these names, because uh, there, were, there were four fights that they showed that were, you know, uh, the three of them undercard. Uh, the first was, uh, they re- was a lightweight, middleweight. Uh, and I'm going to butcher these names, but uh, Jamin Ortiz uh, versus Suleiman Segawa. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I'm sure I'm, I butchered those names. I apologize. But that was probably, out of the four fights, that was probably the most uh, like uh, even matched boxing match of the whole night. Uh, they were both good fighters. They both worked really well. They were they were fast. They were uh, efficient. Uh, and eventually Ortiz knocked out Segua in the seventh round. Well, it was a technical knockout. Like the first time Segua had to take a knee, second time it was just done. Uh, but that was a really good fight. Uh, the, <laughs> the next one was the only other one that had a significant um, 
a significant a boxer of note. Uh, it was uh, Badu Jack was uh, the was the uh, fighter, and he was fighting a younger uh, Irish boxer, uh, Blake McKernan. And that was what a name, McKernan. McKernan. Well, th- like this, this was kind of amusing in a sense because uh, hey, because- McKernan, come on up to the potato farm. Get back here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See now, who's racist? Uh, but anyway. I studied dialect to be in dancing at Lunasay and have an Irish accent. Hey, hey God well, damn it! Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm Ash, I'm half mix, so I can get pissed off at you. Um, but anyway. Hey, hey. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this was kind of this was almost like a, a stereotype in the way because you have Jack, who is an like uh, a boxing legend in his own right, African American man, and then you've got Blake McKernan, who is this you know the, this Irishman who's kind of no one, and they fight, and uh, like McKernan is totally outmatched. Jack is just like peppering him with punches, just pounding him. And to his credit, McKernan lasts the whole fight. He barely gets a punch in, but he lasts the whole fight, and he never goes down. Now, I will say Jack didn't seem like he was giving it his all, and he's also past his prime. But McKernan, like, he was getting the shit kicked out of him the entire fight. He was just getting, it was like watching a a guy get tenderized through the whole match. Yeah. Uh, So it it was kind of funny. It was almost like, Rocky, if Rocky just got punched the entire time, which is most of the Rocky movies in, in, in a way. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but, uh, no, I got to give it to McKernan. I mean, he showed a lot of heart, but they probably, like, they should have stopped that fight, is the is the point. Because even though McKernan could take the beating, he was just getting a beating. Uh, so that, that fight should have been stopped. Um, anyway, moving on, because I don't want to talk about this all night. Get to the potatoes. Get to the, get to the potatoes. Hard when to- are we going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> So then we get to the main undercard, and this is this is fucking embarrassing that this was the main undercard. Had I known this, I may have had second thoughts about uh, paying for this fight. I didn't know this, but the main undercard, like you would think that they would have Badu Jack as the as the main undercard fighting someone uh, worthwhile. Uh, no offense to to McKernan, but what they had is they had uh, Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. As the undercon. Now, you probably know who Nate Robinson is. You're a basketball guy, right? I am aware that he is a basketball player. I don't okay. know uh, what team he played for or, or do uh, I. Or do his I. lineage in the in the NBA uh, well, dynasty well, league. Well, well, Gregums knew who it was. Uh, of course yeah. he did. God, he knows he everything. He does. He knows everything. He should have a podcast called Greg Knows Everything. He does. Just ask him. He knows everything. <clears throat> uh, but anyway. You should call the Corey hotline and tell us everything. I, I told him to. I told him he should. Anyway, Nate Robinson of the NBA was fighting against a guy named Jake Paul, who is apparently a YouTube sensation. So I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like, you really? This is celebrity boxing is what you're giving me? Like, I paid for boxing matches and like, you know, Ortiz versus Segawa. That was a good that was a good fight. That was a good fight. Can, can I ask something? Um, is Nate Robinson or the YouTube guy, are they heavy investors in, in Triller, perhaps? Or I, No, this was like a celebrity boxing thing. It's kind of like right. when uh, <clears throat> Paula Jones fought. Paula Abdul or some shit. You know, like they used to have that stupid. All the Jones fought Paula. I remember every single one. George Jones, Trevor Jones, Noah. 
Noah Jones, Jones, oh. Jones, uh, Indiana Jones was there, yeah. young yeah. Indiana Jones, and the old one. And Roy it was, Jones, uh, it was all this. jonesed out. We were, I was Jonesing, totally Jones. um, yeah. but I was just wondering because since Tr- Triller, uh, is the main money behind this if maybe the if maybe these guys because you know the boss always throws himself like you know what they get the best of everything they put up well, showers in their fucking offices and shit what this was though is this was just a this was just a celebrity boxing thing it wasn't a real boxing match like jack and mckerna or ortiz versus segawa who were the other undercards this was a celebrity thing they got a fucking youtube star and a basketball player to fight it was fucking embarrassing that this was the main undercard in a fight featuring even though they're old and, re- and semi-retired the tyson versus jones these are two legendary boxers and the undercard was this celebrity stunt bullshit uh both of these guys had no idea how to fight uh and uh and like nate robinson got extremely embarrassed because he was knocked out in the second round and I mean knocked out, not technical knockout. Like he got his ass whooped, and he yeah. totally face palmed into the fucking, uh, into the fucking floor. And Sugar Ray, watching it, said it very, very well. He said, "You don't play at boxing. Either you know what you're doing, or you don't fucking do it." And these two clowns got in there and were just beating the shit out of each other. And uh, and uh, yeah, Robinson fell really hard, uh, and he's been mocked merciless, mercilessly online since then. Rest in um, power, Nate Robinson. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much dead. He's pretty much dead. Anyway, move, moving on, like, that bothered me. But what really bothered me uh, is that one of the announcers, like I said, they had Sugar Ray, and they had, like, this other announcer guy and whatever. Uh, but then they had a, a celebrity announcer. It was fucking Snoop Dogg. Okay, don't even start disparaging Snoop Dogg, because I, I, I will live and die for that man. What is Great. wrong with Snoop Dogg coming out to uh, announce something? No, he wasn't announcing. He was commenting on the fights. What did he say? Color commentary, right? No, no. Like, you've heard commentators on our fights. Like, oh, he's getting in there now. And it's always oh, a mean right hook from so-and-so. Like, that's what he was supposed to be doing. But he's Snoop Dogg. What the fuck does he know about boxing? It was a fucking sacrilege, dude. It was so wrong. Like, he came out and he did his little song. And that's fine because that's what he's there for. No, like all, all respect, all respect. Like he I, I comes bet out he there, he puts does money and thriller. I'm sure he does, but no, if he comes out there and does gin and juice or whatever, great. That's what he should should do. If he was to announce it, if he was just be like in this corner, so and so, in this corner, so and so, fine. But for him to be commenting through the entire fight, that's fucking nonsense. I really, really was bothered by it. I was like, get people who know about boxing. Don't just have any celebrity. Nothing against Snoop. I like Snoop. But don't get just some celebrity to announce the fucking thing. Because then comes the Tyson versus Jones fight, and Snoop is still announcing. I was like, all right, fine. You have him announce this fucking travesty of of fucking uh, this YouTube Paul guy versus Nate Robson. Fine. Fine. Let him announce that, because that's a fucking joke anyway. But you're you're having Tyson and, and, and Jones and you're gonna have Snoop Dogg be one of the announcers? Get the fuck out of here. Just particularly when you have Sugar Ray. You have Sugar Ray Leonard sitting right there. You know, like they should have cut Snoop's mic and just let Sugar Ray talk, man. I was pissed. Was Bruce Bruce was Bruce Buffer there? Did no. did anybody uh, do the let's get ready to rumble? Oh no, 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 he was. Yeah, yeah. That guy was there. That guy was there. Yes, yes, yes. You know, 
you know, everybody's fucking name in this whole arena and every travesty. You even know the YouTube star's name, but you didn't know who he was. I don't know. I couldn't remember his fucking name. I don't care about that. Okay, fair enough. So, so who won the fights? The main fight. The main fight. <clears throat> Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Uh, I will say that they, they came out and they and they they fought, but Tyson was clearly more uh, uh, prepared. Like he came out like a lightning bolt, dude. He was fucking amazing. He that came was out his strong thing. He and always fat. would come out like Whoa. right, right. <clears throat> but this, but you got to remember, this is Titan the Tyson after over a decade of not being in the game. But he'd been training hard at Tyson Ranch, which also is a place where he grows marijuana. Um, yeah, he has his own brand, like his own does, fucking yeah. Mike Tyson weed. Yeah, yeah. So it, he uh, he comes out and he's like he's just like a flurry. He's he's amazing, you know, even at this age. And Roy Jones, uh, with all due respect, because he's a great boxer, he did not bring it. He was, um, but he wasn't just taking shots. He what he did is he just caught him in the clinch over and over again. He was just basically hugging Tyson. Oh, that's bullshit. That's what he did almost the entire <laughs> fight. Almost the entire fight. That's what he did. Uh, you know, they threw shots, but it was mostly body shots. There weren't a lot of attempts at headshots, and I think they were supposed to do that because they're old and everything. Uh, so it was kind of a half-assed thing. Uh, but Tyson definitely brought it more than uh, Roy did. And at the at the end of the match, they called it a draw, and everyone was like, "Give me a fucking break!" Because Tyson clearly won every round of that fight. But they yeah. called it a draw because, if, after all, it was an exhibition, and technically all exhibitions are called a draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more than that, it was more like, out of respect for these two legends, it was just called a draw. Uh, so it was a, just a very bizarre night of uh, for boxing. But it's it, it shows how sad of a state the sport is in that they have to resort to this kind of pageantry uh, to get people, including myself, interested. Did you ever play uh, Naked Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? There's a, a version <clears throat> of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out that's naked. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out that uh, my friends downloaded like on an emulator years ago when I worked at the software store. And so all the characters uh, come out that you fight, like Glass Joe, King Hippo, and the rest, like with the, just no clothes on, and they all have different weird dicks. And when you get to Mike Tyson, he has like a little tiny baby dick. <laughs> well, Did you ever play that? No, I have never heard of that. But then I'm also I'm a straight man. Uh, I'm I'm heterosexual. That doesn't make us gay because we. That's funny. It's funny. This naked Mike Tyson's punch out doesn't make you gay, and who cares if you are? I don't care if you are either. I've told you this many times when you've talked about how much you love David Bowie and how you liked Brad Pitt's abs in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and how you like seeing all of the. First of all, I like Brad Pitt's abs in all of the movies that he has abs in, which is all of them. Right, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And you happen to prefer all of your male characters in video games naked. And that's okay. That's your thing. But it's okay. Just, and I get you got right. the poster of the Jesus twins back there, fucking buffed up or whatever behind you. And Who? that's fine too. I don't know. Wait, 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 Jesus what? twins. Jesus twins. <laughs> that's some like uh, Swedish what? fucking uh, new wave group, <laughs> like weird, like which, which twins. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what the it hell doesn't it matter. Is. But the, the the point is, is you have not played naked Mike Tyson's Punch Out. It's fun. No, uh, but I will say this: Mike Tyson's Punch Out was such a big deal to me when I was a kid. Uh, it was it. the it was the only um, 
It was the that well no wait that and Super Mario Two were the only video games I've ever beaten. I've actually gotten all the way through and won the game because I loved them. I loved them, and I love Mike Tyson. I I still love Mike Tyson. I have I have my Mike Tyson action figure over there. I. Uh, you can't see it. I can bring it closer if you want, but I have my Mike Tyson action figure. You know, I've got my Mike Tyson sweater that I wear all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you yeah. watched that show, the Mis- Mike Tyson yeah. Mystery oh, Solvers or whatever? Of course I have. Oh, okay. yeah, it's, it's very funny. It's very it is funny. very funny. TBS, and the, very and funny. The, and the figurine that I've got is actually from that show, and it's from my favorite episode where they go to Cormac McCarthy's ranch. It was just like this great fusion of all these things that I love. It was... You know, because I love Corbin McCarthy. He's one of my favorite writers. Right. And, and so, like, it, it, that episode, it's like, it was just this great fusion of uh, two worlds that I love. So the action figure I have uh, is Mike Tyson in a cowboy outfit. It's, it's yeah. I had to, to own this thing, you know? Like, it's it's too good. So. That is awesome. Uh, I do I do like Mike Tyson. He's got a podcast now. He's done, he got done a one-man show. Yeah. Uh, when that's had a residency residency for a long ass time, he performed it, and, uh, and he's got and a face much, tattoo and a marijuana farm and all this shit. That's awesome. He, he he does love the marijuana, and this is one of the reasons we wanted to bring this up. Is I sent you the article because uh, I thought it would be fun for you to comment on this, uh, being yeah. that you're a big stoner. Uh, and uh, <laughs> my bonus he, stoner. Uh, he came like he's he's known for loving the the ganja as mm-hmm. you. And apparently he got stoned before the fight. Yeah. Now, I get him getting stoned after the fight, which he also says he did, but he got stoned before the fight. Mm-hmm. And he was he was still fast as a motherfucker. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's 50-something years old. He was throwing punches faster than I could. And, I, and I'm also old, but not that old, and mm-hmm. not stoned. So it was, to me, that's actually impressive that he was able to do that under the influence of the Mary J. Do, let me ask you this: Do you you don't get stoned before you go to the gym? I don't get stoned. Period. Okay. Well, he does, and yeah. he gets stoned while he's at the gym, and he gets stoned after the gym. I get stoned before I go to the gym, uh. So that's why he can do all of that stuff because he'd yeah. probably rather be stoned and doing it now than not stoned and doing it. Just probably because it'd be boring. He'd rather be stoned and doing it. He was probably like, I'm pulling all these punches, man. I could really knock this guy out. I wish I had a cheeseburger, like all that kind of shit, uh, in his mind and having a good old time. And uh, what were we talking about? Getting high. Oh, I love it. Hi, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, do. Mike Tyson rules, dude. He. We should have him on the show. We should be. I on would his love show. to. Of course, of course, I would love to. Um. So anyway, I I think a lot of our listeners aren't really into boxing. I think we talked about for a while. So let's move on. Well, I, I want to. Yeah. Before we do move on, like I do want to move away from boxing. But before we move into our segments, I got to tell you about this guy I met this weekend. Mm. Um, I did an event, uh, you know, as you say, my super spreader events. They uh, are super and it, spreaders. And it was great. It was good. But uh, I met this guy like there was um, it was like a toy, just like mostly all toy sellers. Right. And, and me uh, being awesome. And I walked like this guy that was kind of like behind cat corner to me. He had just like kind of like he had toys and games and stuff. And he had this Friday the 13th bootleg game. And I went around to talk to him. I was like, oh, tell me about this, man. So like, as you know, they were making a Friday like they just put out a Friday the 13th board game recently. Um, but they were developing one years ago, apparently, and it was ready to be put out and they started making it. And uh, 
the uh, you know, whatever, what's his name was like, this is a Friday the 13th thing. You can't put this out and then the lawsuit and all that stuff. So they they stopped production on the game. But he said they got about like 60 of them made or whatever. And yeah. he had it. He had one of them. And it was it was, it was for for that being like not that many. It was like it was fifty dollars, which I was like, man, that's pretty cool. If I had fifty bucks to spend, that might be cool. But I don't even play games that much. But he was like talking about it and, and telling me how how the game worked. And it's basically like a D and D game where the dungeon master is like Jason, and he's like, you know, pulling the all the characters like he's dictating like whatever you know. I guess what like a, it's played very much like a D and D game. And then I was like, man. Is there any adventures with Roy? Because the, as you ask me, the whole fucking thing should be Roy. He's like, absolutely, dude. I wish Roy. Roy was my favorite. And I was like, excuse me. Are you serious? And he's like, yeah, dude, I love Roy. I was like, I love Roy. Yeah. I was like, Roy, part five is the best one. They should have just stuck with Roy for the rest of the series. And he's like, I absolutely agree, dude. I mean, and he's like, so wait, 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 wait. And, okay, okay. and then he said, hey, and he's like, man, it's always great to meet a fellow Roy's boy. Oh, shit. Dude, my head exploded. Shouts out to Aaron Garcia, a fellow Roy's boy. Wow. I lost my goddamn mind. Yeah, dude, I was the brotherhood. Like, Fuck. Yes, I said, you have no idea. You don't understand. My buddy Chris, I told him all about our thing. Um, I told him about our masks. I took a picture of my mask and put it on his Facebook, me wearing it, and just like, you know, in a creepy way of like, see, I told you. And <laughs> But uh, it was awesome, dude. And now, like, uh, you know. When we saw and I, I picked up like because I got my uh, my other friend Zach, uh, that is a Roy boy as well, sent me like that sticker I showed you. That's like one of those vinyl stickers that you would put on your window and shit. That was the mask and it said Roy's boys. Uh, but I put it on my my tote for my my vendor shit my for cons and I picked up the fucking lid and I was like, look, dude, I wasn't even bullshit. Look at this sticker. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, but man, wow, that was uh, everything else aside. That was the best part of my weekend. Meeting a few, always good to meet yeah, a fellow dude. Roy boy, dude. Fuck, hell yeah, dude. Hell he yeah. He agreed with everything I said about it, and he knew it. He, what, dude, it was like, geez, like we were speaking a, a language into our own. The yeah. Roy language. The language of love. Our our, our, our love language is Roy, dude. Praise praise be to Roy. And praise be to Roy. No, that's fucking awesome, particularly that he used that term. Yeah, I and I... Yeah, I hand a guy. I was like, "Oh my god, am I being punked right now?" Because this is awesome. <laughs> like, Chris, come on out, Chris. Like, right, right. Again, was like, well, he pulls off the mask, and it's me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that shit lasted like all day. It was supposed to be eleven to nine. I was home by seven. So I fucked it anyway. Yeah, it was good though. But good, good. Um, but anyway, we we should move on to our. We should. We should segment, get. We should right? get our asses in gear because we've. This has been a long opening monologue. Uh, so, yeah. So, should we move into our segments? I think we should. Uh, let's go ahead and move into our first one. Okay. Well, without further ado, our first segment, which is, as you know, Book of the Week. <laughs> Skiddly bam. Book of the dang old week, boy. What is this Talk thing? Talk about doing? it. I'm not familiar I'm, with I'm this just, thing you're I'm doing. just, I don't know. I'm just like freestyling, <laughs> profiling. <I'm just> <laughs> Book of the week, dude. Book of the week. Of the week. Yeah. We're going, uh, the book of the week this week is 
Um, the seventh book in the Splatter Western series from Death's Head Press. Ay-ya-ya! Red Station by <laughs> Kenzie Jennings. I knew what you were doing there, but I, I just let it lie. Uh, <laughs> I was just adding to the atmosphere. You sure were. You ambiance. absolutely were, dude. You ambianced it all over the place. So um, this is, like I said, <clears throat> the seventh book in um, the Splatter Western series. And uh, Kenzie has also uh, other works out through Death's Head Press. She has, uh, what's, what's the name of that fucking one? It escapes me. Uh, Kenzie. Reception? Yes, Reception. That, why didn't you just say it? I'm, uh, yeah, Reception. Well, um, I, I, I realized at first if you were talking about the title of the book or the title of the press or what. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's another Death's Head Press book. Um, it's called Reception. And uh, that one's also awesome. That's how I got to know her and through Death's Head Press. And uh, I thought she lived in Texas for like a long ass time. But nope, turns out she lives in your favorite place, Florida. Florida. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Kenzie. But Kenzie's awesome. She's always fun at, at conventions. Uh, she she came to uh, Spooky Empire last year because it was in Florida. And uh, I got Florida, yeah. to hang out with her then. And uh, she's always awesome. So uh, her so her book uh, in the Splatter Western series is called Red Station. And uh, I'd like to read the back for you or the, the synopsis, if I may. Do it. May I? Do it. There is a house overlooking the vast rolling plains, a home station where a traveler will be welcomed with a piping hot meal and a downy bed. It is a refuge for the weary, a beacon for the lost. A place where blood and bones feed the land. For four stagecoach passengers, a doctor in search of a missing father and daughter, a newlywed couple on the way to their homestead, and a lady in red with a bag filled with secrets. Their night at the station has only just begun. Yeah, so that that sounds very... uh, very cool. I'm into that. Yeah. It's like uh, it sounds like um, a whodunit almost type uh, of uh, definitely uh, like a, what do you call that one that was on the chi- uh, the train the that's um, you know what I'm talking about the Agatha Christie uh, one that has been uh, made uh, a bunch of times where that story where they're on a train and uh, they solve a mystery and it turns out everybody did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's it called? You know what I'm I don't, talking about. I don't know. I don't. Oh my god, dude! I don't remember. Uh, Someone on this train is a murderer. <laughs> I say that anytime I get to wear a tuxedo. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, including at my friend Tom's wedding, I said that. Like not just to him. I said it as like murder on the Orient Express. Express. That's it. Everyone that's that was it. screaming yeah. that at their fucking podcast machine. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Did you do that in your speech? Did you give a speech at the wedding and all that? Were you drunk? Uh, uh, no, I wasn't oh. drinking at the time. Um, but I still said that. I said, "Hey, I'm in a tuxedo. I may not get this chance again to say this in a tuxedo in front of all of these hundred people or whatever was there." I said, "Someone on this train is a murderer," and like. The other groomsmen and Tom laughed, and everyone else just gave me like this blank stare. It was fucking awesome. Oh man, I uh, when my buddy the Monsignor got married, it was in Mexico at this resort. 
and I was one of the like whatever wedding party groomsmen and shit. And uh, we got I was fucking hammered, dude, like blackout. We were drinking just like straight liquor and all this shit middle of the day. And uh, I took the mic at the ceremony and just like gave like this speech where I started crying and all because I was so drunk. And then like uh, I had to like they walked me back to my room and I, I just like jumped into a fountain that was on the property and they like pull had to pull me out of the fountain. And then I um, just like kind of woke up in my room in the middle of like the night. just like, a, what the the fuck did I do? Um, so that was fun. So, so were you crying like just like you know like about like your friend getting married, or were you crying just about like your own problems? Just like my mother never loved me. <laughs> no, it shit. was. It was just like uh, <laughs> it was just like drunk and and just like super drunk and stoned and like wow, there's all these people here that I love and family and you guys are beautiful and I'm just just yeah. like, you know, just stupid drunk shit. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Always very classy, uh, as you know, how I like to keep yeah, it. Uh, totally. totally. Uh, uh, but. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny at, uh, at Tom's wedding is um, uh, he didn't really pick a best man because he had a couple of guys that he just loved deeply. Myself uh, okay, one, pussy. Myself being one. Uh, and so, like, we were, like, the groomsmen. But then he also had this, like, you know, th th this group of guys. Like, we all played, like, paintball for his uh, bachelor party and everything. And uh, and so, anyway. We know I, you didn't go to a strip club, for sure. No, he didn't want to go to a strip club. But we went to some place called, like, Buns or something. It was kind of like Hooters, but it was more focused on asses. I don't know. Uh, it was like, you know, like, but it was like Hooters. It was like you, you, you know got w wings and and beer and like the, the girls were wearing hot pants you know uh but anyway uh as, as far as i remember that's what happened but uh anyway the thing that, that that's funny to me is we were um you know and this is a group of guys like i know tom very well one or two of them i knew kind of but the others i didn't know very well at all and uh at one point we're, we're like we had to like walk towards the uh chapel and they were filming us and it was all these guys in suits and someone was like hey it's like it's like we're filming the opening of reservoir dogs and one and like not one but like more than one guy like turns points at me and goes yeah yeah here's mr blonde right here and all the guys are like yeah this is definitely mr blonde i'm like what the fuck how am I, like how do you know that i'm crazy i mean i am i'm the crazy one i know this but how do you all know this like how is it that obvious that i'm the fucking lunatic that would chop off a cop's ear like, it was just like this thing that uh, it has never left me to this day. I'm just like, holy shit. All these guys were just immediately like, yeah, here's Mr. Blonde right here. You That's know? impressive. Dude. You should be you should be happy about that. Right? I mean, it, I mean, if anyone's going to set a cop on fire, it's definitely this guy right here. So well, you heard it here, everyone. <laughs> you heard it here. Don't I worry. Don't... We're already on every list you can get on. So absolutely. That's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. That's totally fine. Um. So should we get to ridiculous read? I think we should. We should too. I think uh, because we should too. <laughs> we we tend to run long, and I know we've already run long. So let's get on with uh, it. We're just come on, don't rush us here. Hey, hey. All right, yeah, hey, you're right. Hey, yes, sir. Cool your jets, please. I'm ready when you are. Ridiculous reads. <laughs> Ooh. 
ridiculous reads. So ridiculous. Okay. So this one's on me this week. Oh, yeah. So last, uh, you know, last week we we had a, a most epic uh, ridiculous reads. Or, or, I mean, I'm sorry, we always do. But uh, I'm actually two weeks ago when you when you when you touched on uh, License to Drive. Uh, it, it was amazing. I mean, uh, what else can we say? It, it was said everything that we needed to say. Uh, we- the stories. And um, I could only hope to reach those heights in a ridiculous reads fashion. And I tipped my hand. This is not a surprise because I fucked up and accidentally showed it to Chris. But it is going to still be uh, magical. And the ridiculous reads that I am coming from with to with you from this week is uh, the novelization of The Karate Kid Part 2. Nice. See, I didn't know which part it was. I just saw uh ralph macchio's face and uh pat marita's face and so i didn't know which part it was so it is still somewhat of a a surprise that it's part two that you're going with it it is part two that i'm going with nice and let me just read the front for you a novelization by bb hiller based on the motion picture written by robert mark kamen based on characters created by robert mark kamen now, this is Karate Kid Part Two. Part One is a raging boner of a success. Uh, people, uh, not since the phenomenon of Bruce Lee, have people started throwing themselves into karate lessons, uh, dressing up with karate. I had to when Karate Kid came out, karate pajamas uh, that I wore to also as my Halloween costume to school and just put on a fucking bandana. Well, well, did, did you at least did you take karate at all? No, um, you just wore the pajamas. I at least took karate. Hey, at least you didn't did it in my half-assed way. <laughs> look, dude, you didn't have to pass the test to get the pajamas. All right, no, I didn't get an official fine. gi or anything. <laughs> Don't worry, I wasn't doing any stolen valor, my friend. No, um, I was curious if you took karate. Most kids take karate. Is is the thing? It's like I took it. I don't know I any know. fucking karate, but like I, I took I, it for a year or two when I was a kid. You know, I didn't take it, but I I took to. Uh, Wearing those pajamas like a duct tape to water, I tell you what. Um, but uh, part two came out <clears throat> to follow it up. And I don't think any of us were really prepared for not only, you know, you get the movie, but what came with it and what really, I don't know, really ties my, my life together, I think is the song The Glory of Love by Peter Cetera. And, Absolutely. And you just... <laughs> I am a man just, who will fight for your honor. I am a man who will fight for your honor. And I'll, I'll be your hero. hero. You've been dreaming Like, that song we don't get pl- played constantly when that movie came out. Uh, and it played constantly in my heart and has been since. And uh, that always brings me back to this movie and ties me to it, especially. I actually did a, a performance, man, it's probably like five years ago or so, where uh, in a variety show with some of my friends where I, I did a couple of characters. But one of the bits I did, I came out and uh, lip synced to this song. But I was like in full like armor, like I was a knight. Like I had fake armor and a sword and I had this castle behind me on a piece of poster board and it was it was really silly, but um, 
<clears throat> anyway. I, I want to do a reading from this if I can. Let me read the back. Please. Just to bring everybody. <clears throat> Sorry, just to bring everybody out. Let me get some tea here. I am a man who will fight for your own. Believe me, I thought about having that play in the background for my entire reading low, but I figured that. But we, we can't afford the rights unless, it's a, unless it's a nickel. We well, can't it's afford every the 30, rights. It's every 29 seconds I would stop it and then start. Uh. So, um, okay. In a new adventure that begins where the Karate Kid left off, Daniel and Mr. Miyagi travel to Okinawa, Mr. Miyagi's boyhood home. There, Mr. Miyagi is challenged to a karate duel to the death by Sato, once his best friend. When Mr. Miyagi meets a long-lost love, Daniel meets a new girlfriend, and then finds his courage tested to the limit in a confrontation with a vicious young karate expert who will stop at nothing to defeat him. Now, Miyagi. Okay, we got that. Was sounded like Cookie Monster, to be quite well, honest. That's how that guy sounds. Like the Miyagi's old nemesis, who like turns out to be his best friend. Miyagi. He says that like over and over in the in the movie. So, forgive me. It's your show. You're forgiven. I mean, did you want to do ridiculous reads this week? I mean, I'm very sorry. You don't have to be sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. You've shamed me. I will commit. I, 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 will, I will commit seppuku. Dude, you better Harry carry yourself by the end of this. Okay, so there's a very there's a there's many. Okay, this not only is this film, uh, you know, have such memorable songs, uh, song really related to it. It has just as many uh, just gripping memorable scenes as you're going to come back to um, in this movie. The the drum. Uh, the the fucking hook crane thing that comes down. How he learned the, all this shit, like to to duck the the hook all and uh, you know his girlfriend. They go to a castle. It's fucking. There's all these scenes, but this one is one of these ones. And I had to find it in this because I was like, this is what I'm going to read. Um, and and I think you'll know what I'm talking about. So I'm just going to go ahead and and start, please. Um, if uh, if I may, may I? I'm, I'm I can't wait. Here we go. This is from a reading from The Karate Kid 2, the novelization of The Karate Kid 2. Oh, yeah! Oh, crash. Ah! Daniel and Kumiko stopped to listen. The anguished cry of pain was followed by applause mingled with raucous laughter and then loud chattering. As they stood at the door of a building near the place where they were to meet Mr. Miyagi and Yuki, Daniel and Kumiko watched a young American soldier emerge, his swollen hand cradled in a towel. Daniel looked at the building more carefully. It was a bar, complete with video games and pool tables, as whoa. well as other... Whoa. I'm just oh. saying whoa. Oh, saying oh. Whoa. 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 It was a bar, complete with video games and pool tables, as well as other diversions, obviously designed to separate the American soldiers from their paychecks. That's nice. Oh, yeah. It was the sort of place his mother used to rush him past. Right now, however, it seemed almost irresistible. Die! Another loud thunk, followed by a roar of pain and then laughter. We're going to be late. Kumiko warmed, Kumiko warmed him. Come on, Daniel said, leading her inside. 
Daniel-san, please. He pulled her into the dark and smoky room, lit by the flashing lights from the video games. They walked toward the rear, crossing paths with another American soldier, protecting his broken hand in a towel. Finally, they reached the source of the noise. What they found were four sawhorses holding a wooden plank. On the plank, three one-inch slabs of ice were stacked on top of each other, spaced an inch apart. Shattered ice and pools of water littered the floor in the makeshift table. The crowd shattered wildly. Second use of the word shattered in as many pages, by the way. Uh, exchanging agreement and bet on bets. Watching a muscular American soldier stripped to the waist as he rolled his soldier. His, sorry, as he rolled his shoulder, warming up. <clears throat> his buddies standing by each held wads of cash in their hands. The betting had obviously been active. The American moved in front of the ice slabs and flexed his knees in a karate stance. <laughs> quiet, quiet, everybody. The man took a few measured trial swings and then four deep breaths. It didn't look right to Daniel. He's not going to do it, he whispered to Kumiko. But the whisper distracted the man who glowered at Daniel and then began his ritual again. With more fury than force, he yelled, Go ahead! and chopped at the blocks. His hand cut through two cakes of ice, but was stopped by the third. His kaiyu turned into a howl of pain. Oh! Now who's racist? So, somewhat, I'm reading from the page, sir. It says Kai K. How do you ask? Did you pronounce? I didn't say it was I didn't say you were the racist. I'm saying the guy who wrote it clearly racist. Well, you know what? Continue. Continue. Someone gave him a towel, and in disgust and humiliation, he headed for the door. Oh wait, 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 wait! Hold on. What? Someone gave him a towel, and in disgust and humiliation, he headed for the door. That sounds like my love life. Oh. You know, <laughs> when you do ridiculous reads and I interrupt you, you get so mad at me. And I just want to point out that I am not mad at all. And I welcome these kind of jokes and the, hey, well, the if open you were, if you to were, the banter. If you interject on ridiculous reads when I do it and say things, that's not a problem. What I get a problem with is when you're like, <laughs> like coughing on your weed bongs. That's uh -oh. a fucking problem. Okay, dude. Let's, uh, we have the cough button now. Calm down. Thank goodness. I'm going to make my coughs. I'm going to, I'm going to edit coughs <laughs> into the background of everything I, you say. In I'm this sorry. Episode. Continue with your, your, your uh, towel of shame <laughs> is where you left off. Told you, Daniel said to Kumiko. He looked very strong. You have to be strong here. He tapped his head. Not here. And he tapped his bicep. See what Mr. Miyagi was teaching. Think you could do better, big mouth? The soldier asked him. Daniel took Kumiko's arm to leave the place. Couldn't do worse, he said, bragging more than he really felt he ought. He turned to leave, but suddenly he found himself facing chosen Toshio and Taro. Somehow the world had gotten to to them that Daniel was here. Now, Chosen, Toshio, and Taro are three uh, 
names of the guys that have been pestering Daniel this whole time, almost like bullies, if you will, kind of like the exact same way he was getting bullied back in America uh, by those guys. Um, Taro, you call my uncle to Shio. You take bets. With a sinking feeling, Daniel realized what had started out as a lark, a glimpse at a sideshow was about to turn into a nightmare. He was going to be the main attraction at the sideshow. There was no way out of it. Chosen spoke a few words of the soldiers to Daniel. The world was getting around. Oh, wait. The word was getting around. Hey, listen here, one of the GIs announced. We got a real live stateside karate champ. The betting started. I give three to one, Chosen announced. The betting was vigorous. I'm not going to do it, Daniel told Chosen. Chosen smiled at him coldly. You have no choice. Broken ice or broken neck. Understand? One look at Chosen's eyes and Daniel knew he meant it. He got to break all three, one of the soldiers asked. No, just one. Three to one says he can't do that. <sighs> Sato appeared at the edge of the crowd and watched while the fresh ice cakes were stacked. The crowd became more and more excited. The prospect and the tension built and the noise grew. Daniel barely heard it, though. All he had in his mind were the images of the defeated GIs cradling their injured hands in white towels. I don't know why they had to. Anyway, Daniel was near <laughs> panic. All bets in, the loud American soldier asked. No. The voice was forceful. It was familiar. Heads craned to see who the new better was. It was Mr. Miyagi. Whoa. Boy, am I glad you're here, said Daniel. <laughs> He's Don't a... <laughs> worry. Don't worry. Miyagi fixed everything. What sweet words, Daniel thought. Aw. But then Mr. Miyagi asked, what are the odds? The American answered, Three to one doesn't make it through even one piece of ice. Mr. Miyagi took out his wallet and removed all the cash from it. $400, he said, glancing at the bills. He breaks all three. Chosen blanched. I cannot cover it, he said. There was a moment of suspended animation in the bar. Then a hand slammed down on the table, covering the stack of money. It was Sato. I, you can't even write this shit, dude. It's just like, boom, boom, boom. Everything keeps going up. You're covered, he told Mr. Miyagi. Daniel Miyagi. couldn't believe this was happening. <laughs> wait, a, wait a second, he said. He took Mr. Miyagi aside. Great, now what do I do? He asked the teacher. <laughs> He's the squeaky voice teen from The Simpsons all Focus. of a sudden. My girlfriend's gonna kill me! <laughs> I gotta take karate! No, no, not at the Y, a good school! <laughs> what are you gonna do? Okay, wait. Now, okay, so wait a sec. Wait a second. He took Mr. Maggie's side. Great. Now, what do I do? Focus. It's all our money. And what are you going to do? Pray. Daniel watched in amazement while Mr. Miyagi clasped his hands together in a prayer and gave Daniel a knowing look. Then Daniel knew. While the crowd chanted, Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Daniel calmly stepped up to the ice. He looked at his hands and put them together. He inhaled and then exhaled, raising his hands high above his head. Inhale, down again. Exhaling, he reached forward. Inhale, he returned his hands to the prayer position. 
He could feel the healing, calming power of his breath. I am a man who will. He could focus. He repeated the exercise. And again, every cell in his body was focused on the ice in front of him. Easily, he inhaled a final time. And with the exhale, he swung his right hand down at the ice. Smoothly, his hand slid through all three blocks and came to rest unharmed on the wooden plank. The crowd began yelling in, a, yelling in a frenzied admiration for Daniel's feet and were screaming at Chosen for their money. He paid out his bets, mouth agape. Calmly, Mr. Miyagi reached for Sato's money and grabbed it. Before he could pick it up, however, Chosen's hand slammed down on top of it. We do not honor bets with cowards, he spat out at Mr. Miyagi. Sato glared at his nephew angrily. Do not embarrass me with the same mistake twice, he chastised. Chosen remove his hand from the money. Mr. Miyagi, Daniel, and Kumiko cut through the crowd and exited to the street. When they got to the corner, Mr. Miyagi paused to count his cash. How could you do that to me? Daniel demanded. 200, 250, 300. <laughs> he paused. You do it to yourself, daniel son. 350, 400. I suppose, but you could have helped me a little. I did. Yeah? How? He challenged. <laughs> One year college tuition, he said handing Daniel a roll of cash. Now come, Miyagi has work to do. Tomorrow is tomato harvest, unless you want to stay in town. Pocketing the money, Daniel glanced over his shoulder. There at the door of the bar stood Chosen and his henchmen. Uh, let's go see the tomatoes, Daniel said, and they began to walk to the parking lot. How did he know I could do it, Daniel wondered. Did he know I could do it? If he didn't know I could do it, how could he have bet every cent we have? And how could be, he be so cool about it? The questions were unanswered and unanswerable. Mr. Miyagi was Mr. Miyagi, and there was nobody else like him. Perhaps that was a good thing, Daniel thought, feeling the thick roll of bills in his pocket. <laughs> and then he realized it was his dick. No, Turgid as it was, Komiko lunged her hand into his pocket which he had already cut a hole in and grasped the hold of his wad of bills. <laughs> no, uh, that's it. Um, yeah, that was my favorite scene in that movie where he broke the ice. Yeah, it was a lot and, and of Mr. people. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Miyagi's just like bets all the money on him and shit, mm -hmm. and you know, and he's all like, "Not nah, you got to be, you got to be strong up here, not uh, not here," you know. And I guess I don't know. How do you break boards? Isn't it like that? Doesn't matter how strong you are, like the power team and shit does. It's all like it's all like magic tricks, right? No, it's not magic tricks. It's it's how you hit the board. It's uh, it's not about how strong you are. It's about the angle. That you hit it, you know, it's the same thing with like tearing a, a phone book in half. It's how you do it. It's not necessarily how strong you are. I mean, strength is involved, but mm -hmm. it's uh, but I, but like, I mean, strength is definitely a factor. Like Dolph Lundgren before he was uh, the fine thespian actor that he is now, uh -huh. uh, he was uh, uh, an Olympic like karate champion, and he cut through like he karate chopped through some ridiculous amount, like some like fifteen sheets of ice or some shit. And so, like, yeah, you have to be strong to do that, but it's also about how you hit it. Um, because, you know, they show videos of kids in, in karate school when they're six years old and they can kick through a, a board of wood. It's it's about how it's done. It's not about how strong you are. And what a lesson we all learned. And also, I'm a man who will fight for your honor. I'm the hero you've been dreaming of. But you ladies know that. And speaking of 
fighting for your honor and men you're dreaming of. I think that brings us right along to checking the old Corey hotline. Do it. I think we need to check it. We don't have music for this yet, but we, we, we will. need music for it. And we also need a better message. <laughs> because The message is cool. <laughs> we need a better message. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, it's time for us to answer the phone. Uh, Ring-a-ding-ding. So the Corey hotline, um, as as you know or do not know, uh, please call us on it. You can leave a message, ask us any questions, uh, make your a statement, uh, whatever you want to say. Basically, the Corey hotline is there and, and y- we value your feedback and we would like you to call. Uh, the number is 832-930-1330. That's the Corey hotline. Come straight to here, straight here to to old uh, Chris and John Wayne at Vital Social Issues and stuff. And it is zero dollars and zero cents per minute, zero cents per minute every additional minute. Yeah, wow. unless you're like calling from like some regular phone long, you know, that where you'd be charged for long distance. But we're not charging. I don't. We're yeah, we're not charging you. Ma Bell is. Yeah. You know. Get on her. So. Ass. Call us now for your free reading. But please do call the Corey hotline. Uh, we're, uh, we'd like to hear from you. So here's uh here's some. Let's listen to our first message, Chris. You ready? Yes. Hi, Chris and John Wayne. This is Carrie Leal, a.k.a. John Wayne's sister. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of both of you. You guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question. So um, a couple of episodes ago, you mentioned a guy going to Chuck E. Cheese just because he liked Chuck E. Cheese and Josh. rightly so being kicked out for being a creepo because <laughs> what grown man should hang out at Chuck E. Cheese? Um, it made me think about when I was a kid, I was at a birthday party and I was little, and it was at Chuck E. Cheese, and I got curious, and you know how on the stage they have those, like, animatronic guys that are in, like, a band, and they do a little dance and play music, and then, you know, when it's done, the, the curtain goes down. Well, I got curious and decided to look underneath the curtain, and they looked dead, and it freaked me <laughs> the hell out. So my question for you guys is, as a big horror dude, is there anything that you were afraid of as a kid or maybe something that still haunts you to this day. Um, I look forward to getting the answer. You guys are amazing. I will talk to you again soon. Bye. All right. So that was my sister. Thank you, Carrie. Carrie's so uh, awesome. Shouts out to my uh, niece, Caroline, a.k.a. Scaroline. Shouts um, out. Shouts out. Uh, okay. So. Chuck E. Cheese, and then I think uh, we're, you know, referring to a rock of fire explosion-esque type of situation there. Um, and uh, Yeah, you never want to look under the curtain at Chuck E. Cheese, because as you will, as she learned, they're dead. And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> that is a... No, it's not. <laughs> that is an actual, actual real thing we're saying. It is, so, but, it's uh, also, but it's also a euphemism. Well, you it, it. <laughs> you know what, you're right. You're right. It's like any way, whether it's literal or 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 not, looking under the the looking under the uh, curtain at Chuck E. Cheese is not a good idea. No, it's yeah. not. No. Um, um, so <laughs> I don't. Do you want to answer? Ch- ch- childhood fears. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the the fear that I think I developed. I think I developed it in childhood 
was sea monsters. Uh, and I think that was a combination of uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon and Jaws. Uh, made me very afraid to go in the water. Uh, and to this day, I don't like going in the water. I don't like being on a, a, a boat. No, and I, I, I don't like it at all. Why would you? Why no, would you I, be in the I, boat I, out there? Are we, Yeah, we're on the same... We don't live out there. We don't need to be out there. No, we don't. We don't. Um, but yeah, I I don't like uh, I don't like being in the ocean in any capacity, uh, and I don't go into it at all. Like I'd rather go on a boat and be on a cruise than actually like step waist deep into the ocean. Uh, I am petrified of sharks, um, and I also am not interested in getting stung by jellyfish and stingrays. I do not go in the ocean. I don't like the beach anyway, so it's not a real uh, big problem for me. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think that that definitely when you're a kid, like there's these things that freak you out and you never really get over them. Some, some of them you do. Um, but, uh, but when it comes to sea monsters, fuck that. Yeah. Um, I also am afraid of shark. Uh, I have a, I, I, I have a, um, <clears throat> a respectable, a respectful fear of sharks. You should be afraid of them. That's their ocean. Uh, they're giant. Uh, it's insane, but, did 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 I already did I I can't remember if on this podcast uh I did I talk about the nightmare I had about the hamburger helper hand? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think no? I remembered. So uh, uh, okay, so please, please go through. You're you're afraid of the hamburger helper man. <laughs> the hand. So you know, like uh, you know that glove. The oh, glove I know. That's like his hamburger helper, and I and like he had like sometimes he would have like a cowboy hat on when they would have oh, like yeah. ranchero flavor or some shit. Um, so I, I, I mean, I was young and we had, uh, bunk beds in my room and I had this you, nightmare. You and, the, you and the hamburger helper guy? Yeah. Me and the hamburger <laughs> helper guy. No, I mean, we had these bunk beds and they were, they're relatively new. And I remember in this, in this nightmare, I come into the room, like I'm, a, you know, and I probably was like five or six when I had this this dream and i turn on the, the light and and the hamburger helper guy is like the hand is there like on the top bunk at the railing just like <laughs> like just looking at me all evil and like i am like like just it was terrified the shit out of me um it so Jeez. I definitely right. had an aversion to the hamburger helper hand for for quite some time oh, after that. It took me a while to get over it. I, it was a shameful fear. I mean, I have to say, you know. Yeah, that's the most <laughs> pussy fucking nightmare I've ever heard. Well, uh, <laughs> it's well documented uh, on this show and other things. Uh, all right, all right. But, so uh, okay, <laughs> you're you're terrified of an oven mitt. I'm scared of sharks. Uh, so yeah. There's your answer, Carrie. Thank you for calling in. Call in anytime you want. We love hearing from you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Carrie. Let's listen to the next one. Hello. My name is Guy Incognito. And I'm calling for John Wayne. You are a bad person, John Wayne. You need to understand that Chris is right always. You, Chris, agree with him all the time. Mm -hmm. Chris is right. Chris is always right. Yeah, well, I mean, that guy and, makes a um, lot of sense. 
that sounds like a very intelligent individual, and I'm really glad that you called in. I wish yeah. you, I, I mean, Guy, uh, I think that's just what he said his name was, Guy. Uh, yeah, he, his, he, guy, his guy Incognito. Yeah. I think it's like Corsican. Incognito, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, uh, clearly very intelligent, well-spoken, uh, and I think he's giving you some good advice, John Wayne. I think you should you should listen to him. Well, I mean, uh, I, I everyone has... That's what the Corey hotline is there for, you know, it really is for you to give us that kind of feedback and, and, uh, you know, we got to take it and I take it. That's fine. Maybe, maybe you are, maybe I should Chris agree with you a little bit more. Um, I, maybe I should take that to heart. You know, it's fine. I, I've been going to therapy for nine years and I think that I can, you know, I can take these kind of things. So yes. Okay. Guy, I will take that into consideration. And uh, apply it moving forward. <laughs> um, anything you want to say on this one uh, before before we move on, Chris? No, or except you already that, said it. No, or? like except that he's like the guy, like guy. You're you're very intelligent uh, and probably handsome. Uh, mm. And uh, and sounded handsome. and John Wayne should listen to you. He sounded very handsome. Right. He sounded ethnic though. I wasn't too crazy about that. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, he sounded ethnic, and he sounded like he all, he changed ethnicities from the beginning to the end. It was he uh, did. He did. it was interesting. He probably yeah. has a rich and uh, storied past, and that's what makes uh, <laughs> makes him up. So I into consideration. I'll put that on my my uh, dream board, and I think we should move on to our our next message. We definitely should. We definitely should. Here we go. Hello, my name is Bertrand Aloysius Alvis, <laughs> and I uh, am fortunately am a longtime listener of this show, but I wanted to call this ridiculous, whatever this is, to say, you two, Chris and John Wayne, are a disgrace. Everything you do is a disgrace. This, this is show true. a disgrace. Mm -hmm. Your entire body of work, both of you combined, a disgrace. Mm -hmm. Your existence is disgraceful, and the only joy I get in my life now is listening to this show over and over to revel in the disgrace that you are together and separately. Thank you. However, I do want to add, uh, John Wayne, you are wrong quite a bit of time, and you should probably agree with Chris Moore. I think that would help to show out, and uh, you know, if you just uh, did that. So, <sighs> disgrace. Yeah. Anyway, good job, guys. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, thank so, you. Whatever your what was the name? Did he say his I, name? It's 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 Bertrand Alec, but it like it's cut off at some Bertrand, point. Bertrand yeah. Alo Aloysius it gets uh, it, I think he had a weird connection, but yeah, yeah, super huh. So it seems like he uh, almost Chris agrees with the last caller with guy um, with guy with our guy. good friend our best commentator guy bertrand and guy these bertrand two, uh, and guy um sounds like the uh you know they the one the the guys that sit up in the uh you know statler and waldorf or whatever yes yeah the, the muppets yeah, yeah 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 uh well thank you for calling bert 
Bertrand. Uh, and Thank you. You're right. We are disgrace, both as a sh as together as uh, separate. We are disgrace, and we hope that together we're an even bigger disgrace. That's the whole motivation of this show. Yeah, definitely. And, and you're definitely you right to say that John Wayne is wrong more than I am because he totally is. So thank you. Appreciate that. We do appreciate uh, hopefully that. he'll learn from this. I'm taking that into consideration. All right. Uh, putting that up there. So if you would like to call and tell me uh, how wrong I am or, or right Chris is, please call the Corey hotline at 832-930-1347. We can't wait to hear from you. Please call. Why won't she call? <laughs> that was fun. That was that was a lot of fun. By the way, I'm only responsible for one of those. <laughs> I really am. That was, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, I don't know um, so please call in anyway. But we we should probably we like as we do go long, we should probably move on. Or I. You know, we're like, uh, goddamn, we're like two hours into this yeah, motherfucker. This, 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 uh, like, there's no point. This is how even. it does. See, this is a good podcast. Yeah, there's no point uh, in getting into our topic now. You don't <laughs> think we should get into the topic? Well, we can for like five minutes. So that last call, that was definitely you, right? Who? Uh, Bertrude or whatever the fuck. No, I'm not calling our own hotline. Are we fucking serious? That wasn't you? Come on. No. <laughs> I wasn't like I was that other one you guy incognito yeah no of course not I I thought it was like one of our Simpsons friends like <laughs> no it was actually me something. it was actually me <laughs> oh that was okay well I mean I guess that makes sense now why you're asking me no I didn't no I'm, really? not, I'm not calling our hotline no I thought I thought you knew that I was I mean, I said guy incognito, and I was like, Chris is always right. I thought I thought you knew it was me, but no, well, it was a lot totally of people, me. Uh, you know, we we seem to have this, you know, these factions of Chris. You know, it's like uh, Team Jacob and Team uh, whatever Sparkle Pants. That's what yeah. you know. So there's people who. Well, that's I, I even funnier then. That's even funnier then. Right, and want to call in and tell me that I'm wrong, and uh, that's, well, that's fine. That's it's even, there. I, it's there for us to take. And I seriously it. thought it was you because, yeah, I totally was uh, oh. guy incognito was me. I'll, I'll admit it to you right here. Now, I I just thought it'd be funny. I didn't I didn't know we were going to get hit by Beatrice right after it. So, I mean, I don't know, dude, we have a lot of uh, fans out there and non haters, <coughs> but I'm always open to take, you know, criticism from people. Um, you know, and sometimes I just maybe my opinions are not the most popular ones. I have no idea who that is. That's why I was saying I'm only responsible for one of these calls. I have no idea who that is. So that's fine. You know, I don't care. You sure maybe it wasn't you? I'm pretty sure it was not me. <laughs> You're pretty sure. Okay. Greg. So. <laughs> was it Greg? No, I'm saying like yes, I told you I'm pretty yes, I'm sure it wasn't me, as in okay. yes, it wasn't me. Okay. Uh, maybe it was Greg's dad. Maybe it was the ghost of. It, fucking, it might. I, I didn't uh, sound like Greg. It might have been Greg. I don't know. I, I like I, whoever it is. I don't know. It's funny. Though. I don't know either. But it is funny. Mm -hmm. Um, but speaking of funny, this episode's been pretty funny, and we haven't really. Uh, we, have we were going to talk. We we today we didn't even know what we were going to do. 
Uh, and like, uh, food. They, I thought, <laughs> I forgot. Like, honestly, you texted me last night. I'm like, oh, what, what are we doing for the show? Let's record this. Let's go. Like... I am recording this. Oh, okay, good. All right. Yeah. Good. So you, uh, yeah, this is all in the show, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. This is live. Um, okay. So uh, we, you were like, what? So what are we going to do? Well, you can't and I, and know, I said, you can't let them know that guy incognito was me. That ruins the illusion. Well, you just admitted it, dude. I was lying. All right. Well, then I was trying I to get you to confess. To confess to what? That you were the other Beatrice or Bert, Bert Reynolds or whoever you were. That really blew up in your face. It seems it like. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving right along. Um, you said, what are we going to do? And I was like, aren't we talking about Christmas? But and then I was like, oh, shit. No, because it's actually the week before Christmas right now. Yes. And I was like, why would we talk about Christmas the week before Christmas? I'm an idiot. And then I have this vague recollection last week. Of as soon as we were done recording the show, you texting me and saying, what are we going to talk about next time? And I said, I don't know. And you said, we'll figure it out. Let's think about it. And I said, yeah. I'll pray on it because, you know, like you and uh, and then it was hashtag me too. And then you uh, smash cut to you texting me last night, night before we we're recording. What are we going to do? And I was like, oh, fuck. And then you said, maybe we'll talk about food or some shit. And I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. I could actually talk about how I hate, don't like food and away and all this shit. And you were like, oh, sounds stupid. And then we're like, let's do it. Uh, but then but it's came a around. little too late. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't think, you know, because I have just I have sheaths, just stacks of notes back here. Well, here's what here's what I think we should do with it, though. Which what do you think we should do? Here's what I think. Here's okay. what I think. I decree. Um, I think we should have a dinner date. I think. Yeah, like next week we gotta celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And then uh once we're done with that bullshit, we can we can have a dinner date. We can talk about foods that we like and why we eat or why we don't eat, how we diet, and uh we could make up a whole menu. You know, we Ooh. could we could give recipes to our listeners. Like this could be like our food network special going forward, rather than this sloppy bullshit that we kind of threw together half you know, half assed. Uh, uh, and and didn't, didn't get to because we went what? too long and I'm drunk. No, I I think that 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 the that's a great idea. First of all, to do it like that, because uh, I do want to talk about this because I do have interesting things to say. I think. Uh, well, you've been the hero I've been dreaming of. So yeah, that's right. And um, oh, fuck yeah, sorry, uh, but I, oh, also I don't think this is sloppy bullshit. This is gold, baby. This is a great episode. This is a kind of, but also it's a week between like, it's it, it is. the week before Christmas. It's that it stupid is. week when like you're a kid and you're looking at the fucking rings that you made in fucking third grade, you know, whatever elementary school. And you have to break one every day in December until it gets yeah. to Christmas day. And you got these last seven left and you're like, oh, this week fucking sucks. Um, it's like that. So you're just fucking, we're shooting the shit, you know, yeah, dude, we already know. know we already know that we got the Nintendo. We're, 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 we're adults now. We know well, that we well, got. We well, know we we can well, you, buy and sell Nintendos if we. Well, want, you got you know? it because you're Richie Rich. I didn't get. I didn't get nothing. I got a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> Smoke up, yeah. Johnny. That's what I got. Now, I got two Nintendos. One to break, which I did in front yeah. of the in the front poor, of kids poor kids that didn't yeah, 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 get one. Yeah, I remember. And then one to I was play. there. I was yeah. there. I was one of those kids. I remember. That was when we first met. What, what? An or- what an origin story we had. What a good story. <laughs> good origin story. Yeah. No, I remember. Um, what are um. 
But it, yeah, is, so it is the week leading up to Christmas. Are you going to, we don't have to talk extensively about this, but no, are you but going to watch any Christmas do, things that are that. on your yeah. on your list to watch uh, uh, before Christmas? I, that's not the parade, please. I don't, well, I just have that as a given. You're going to watch a parade. Um, is so. there, I don't think there is a Christmas parade. If there is, I don't watch it. Um, oh, there should be. But, but, but I will say so the, I uh, so I won't, so I can't watch that one too. But I will say that the Thanksgiving the the Thanksgiving Macy's parade was freaky, uh, mm. pretty freaky, man. Uh, this freaky. year, pretty freaky. Yeah, I read was, uh, that it was a lot of it was pre-recorded. Actually, it was. Yeah, to, and then there discourage people from coming. Yes, and then there was also scenes where there was CGI added, which oh, was really are you serious. Totally serious. They did this thing oh, called the Mer. They did. Oh. They did what's it's called like the Mermaid Parade, and they usually do this in Coney Island. Uh, in New York uh, to celebrate the coming of summer, but they they incorporated it into uh, the the Macy's Parade, and so it was the Mermaid Parade. But they had these like CGI dolphins like flying overhead of the of the people. It was an absolute fucking disgrace. It was really bizarre. I I maybe watched twenty minutes of this thing, uh, and by that I mean it was on in the background while I was you know scratching my ass and crying. Um, as I do, but, uh, but yeah, it was really bizarre. And I, and I shared this on social media. I shared it with you. There was this one thing where like these people were going through and they were on these giraffes, uh, like these very elaborate giraffe float things and they're waving, but there's no one, there's no one on either side of them. They're right in front of Macy's in New York city and there's not a soul in sight and they're waving. It was creepy and weird and, I now, why do you think that was? Did they, were they supposed to be waving to you at home? I suppose. Is that what people so. were telling them? Like, wave. They're like, there's no one to wave to. You're waving to the people well, at home yeah, watching. But, but, but that's what's more <laughs> creepy is like if they're just like riding the giraffe and just staring straight ahead. And I'm like, that's creepy too. So it's like, yeah, what are they going to do? What the fuck are you going to do? You know? What are you so, going to do? Well, all parades aside, anything else going to do? Aside that that you're going to make sure you take in this week uh, leading well, up to the you, most. Let, uh, I will. I'll tell you, my Christmas plan is a lot like my Halloween and Thanksgiving plan where I'm not going to do a goddamn thing because I'm alone and it's COVID and you can't go and do anything fun. Um, if you have a brain in your fucking head, you're staying at home and you're not going out to these events and you're not you're risking things for no reason. Um, <laughs> I, I see you panicking. I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just I'm not saying, panicking. I'm just saying like, I didn't risk know. it for no reason. I made money both times I went out there. <laughs> you got that cool 40 bucks. Yeah. Um but no, like I'm Look, not motherfucker. No. <laughs> I'm not doing shit. I'm not doing shit. Um and I, I didn't I, ask you that. I asked you is there something you're going to watch this week? I know that, that well, Oh, getting, okay, okay. I'm, this is leading I'm, up to it. Gotcha, I'm gotcha. Trying gotcha. to get to that. Like I in a way I've kind of ignored the fact that it's the holidays this year. Like at Halloween, I didn't. I I always watch horror stuff, so I definitely watch horror stuff. But I I usually yeah. will watch, you know, like the Michael Myers saga or whatever. I didn't watch any of that this Thanksgiving. I didn't watch Dutch, which I usually always watch. Wow, um, we talked about it. We did. Did you watch it? <sighs> no. Okay. 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 So there you go. Like I didn't watch Dutch, um, and I don't plan to really watch. I mean, I might end up watching some Christmas shit, but usually I'll watch. Uh, my my usual uh, roster, you know, of Bad Santa, my favorite Christmas movie of all time, by the way. Um, Very uh, good Christmas movie. Right. Bad Santa, Christmas Vacation, Batman Returns. Like, there's certain Christmas movies I usually watch. And, of course, the Married with Children episodes, which are fantastic. 
But I'm just Sam like Kennison, episode right, four. Right. Yep, season four. Uh, it's a wonderful life. Uh, is the name of the two part episode. Um, I usually watch those every year, but you know, like Halloween didn't feel like Halloween. Thanksgiving didn't feel like Thanksgiving, and I doubt Christmas is going to feel like Thanksgiving this year. Uh, and also, I hope Christmas doesn't feel like Thanksgiving. You know what I mean. That's uh, a it's like, it's, I don't think any of the holidays feel the same. Not yeah. just be. I mean, part of it's COVID, but another part of it is is me uh, that I'm. You know, it's like three years since my wife and I separated, and but it's it's three years since we separated, and I'm just kind of like I'm still on my own and everything, and I just I don't see a point in setting up a fucking tree or any of that. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's just me and Bear, and Bear doesn't give a fuck about a tree; she doesn't care. You know, and and so why should I? You know, I I mean I if if I had a house packed with. uh, uh family and children who loved christmas i would not put up a tree either if i had my my druthers because i think it is an absolute waste of time and effort and uh why you have to take it down it looks stupid Uh, christmas decorations are dumb also like what who cares my mom shouts out mom uh always put up the tree this is not like something that is bred into this is like a choice like something i arrived on my own my mom like had a took a ceramics class where she made me a bunch of ceramic shit that i have still to this day but she made a nativity scene and it was like a big thing to put it out every goddamn year mm-hmm. and then put all the shit on the fucking tree and the lights and the ba- basil or whatever well, it's I called say though <clears throat> i want to say like the tree that i have is a horror tree um what i what i have is i got a a cheap plastic tree and i spray painted it black Mm -hmm. and all of my ornaments are horror themed all of them there's like bloody chainsaws there's michael myers there's the phantasm ball uh, there's belial from basket case and then the garland is barbed wire and the tree topper is the symbol of baphomet you know so it's like the most hellacious anti-christmas tree possible but even that even that i'm like why even bother why even put it up because like no one's gonna see it but me you know like i've between covid and the fucking shoulder surgery like since august i've been in my house alone so what the fuck is the point you know who the fuck cares I don't know, but you've been like you're you've been growing your fingernails super long, and you've been pissing on all those jars. I, back yes, there. and I've been wearing and, uh, I've been wearing Kleenex boxes as shoes. Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. So, and, and you're gonna fly in this fucking model plane of mine, or else I'm gonna shoot in. you. Or else I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> I, I do have to say that, like, um, you know, and we'll we'll talk about the holidays next week when it is actually Christmas. But you know, I I I could really give a shit less. Uh, but my wife uh, and I uh, just like reached some compromise where we had a tree. We do have a tree now. Uh, it's not up yet, but it's it's like a two foot tree that you just plug in and it's black. So she got like a black one. So it's like metal or whatever for me. And then the ornaments that are mine are like there's a planchette, a Ouija board planchette, uh, a skull, a Frankenstein you know, that kind of shit. Sure, so, yeah. but I have nothing to do with it. It's just yeah. like, it's like a crusty thing where he just like kind of signed off on it. Right. And right. It's like he, it, you know, and now Mr. Black, you know, I'm not putting the tree up. I'm not right. plugging it in. I'm not putting these ornaments on, but you can put my name on it. You know, you just Katie and John Wayne's tree. But you know, that's the well, way I'm, I feel. I'm, I'm just 
too deeply depressed to even bother with any of that shit. Man. And and the fact that I'm by myself, it's less like, like what's <sighs> why? Why even bother? You know, like know. what fun is it? What fun. fun is it? It's not. No, it's not. It's not. Even though like it's all horror themed and everything, it's just like I'm just gonna skip the fucking thing. Uh, and this year, because I'm uh, uh, homebound with the injury and COVID and everything else, I can pretty much get away with it. Like I said, today was the first time I even heard a Christmas song. Uh, because I was at the grocery store and it was, it's awesome that it's December and I have not heard Christmas music. I'm very happy about that. So that's, that's true. Working retail, uh, Starbucks, I had to play, start playing mu- Christmas music. Yeah. But I, uh, very early, but man, we hacked our uh. fucking box to death so that we could do whatever we wanted. We were so awesome. What a time. Um, yeah, yeah but I don't care, dude. I'm not, I mean, I'm uh that who I I don't give a shit. Like I said, I don't care. Depressed, not depressed. Uh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Uh, but what I do like to do is watch Christmas Vacation, and it's it seems like that movie is available everywhere at all times until you get to like the December and you want to watch it. Then it's like. $14.99 Fourteen ninety nine to rent. Well, this is why I like like you're you're Mister not like anti physical media, but I like I've had that DVD for a thousand years. Before I'm not, that, I'm I not, had the VHS. It just I'm not anti physical media. I'm just saying like streaming, like it's there. You know, I don't want to mm-hmm. some things I don't have to own. Uh, but I should own that. You're right. You should absolutely. You're right. Own that. That's one of and the greats. That's why I have Nick P's voodoo password, which there you, you can still DM me for. Ho, ho, ho. This holiday season. Bringing that one back. Bam. Just when you thought we were done with that joke. Right now, Alicia Stamps is laughing her ass off. Shouts out. Um, yeah. So I like to watch that movie. Uh, I just love that one. It's uh, great. I love all oh, the vacation fantastic. movies, but that one absolutely. is just uh, always great. It has that little horny part with the panties and then like he almost see the titties when she jumps in the pool when he's having that, mm-hmm. you know, fantasy and it has shitters full. I mean, the, it's the fantastic. Fucking, no, the it's, mo- it's, I mean, the jelly claw, everything. Yeah. Well, the we'll, hits we'll, keep coming. We'll get into we'll get into the holiday classics on our next episode for sure. And right, that's right. definitely one of them. That's like right up there, uh, like definitely in the top three. Uh, the only one that I. Like I said, which I'll talk about later, Bad Santa is my favorite because it's the most negative. Uh, and I have such a deep, seething hatred of Christmas that the more negative the the special is, the more I like it. Which is one of the reasons I love the Married Children one so much. Un- unapologetic and unrepentive as well. I'm not. I fucking hate Christmas. No, the it movie. It. The oh, movie. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And there's no redemption. Like, unlike no. Scrooge and other which stuff. I like no redemption. Yeah, uh, me too. I love that, that there's no redemption. He, he doesn't does grow to, to, like, learn the true meaning of Christmas or anything. You know, no, not at all. Because in reality, nobody learns anything. Because Christmas is bullshit. Yeah. And everything absolutely. else is. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit and it's bad for you. That's what George Carlin used to say. That's right. Yeah, it's all bullshit and it's bad for you. And he's right. And he also used to measure like your life in the, how many dogs you have. Or he's I, like, his dog life died. Is a and he dogs. Put, yeah. Give me give me another one of these. You put it on the counter. Um, his wiener dogs that he had. Anyway, we're no George Carlin, but we do no, hate even. Christmas. And we'll talk more about that next uh, on Christmas. 
So yes, it'll air on Christmas Eve. So if you hate Christmas and you should, uh, we'll be dissing Christmas all next episode. And yeah, we've had no topic because we had one loosely that we kind of half-assed and it just never got around to it because we have too many fucking segments in on this show now and so like we we need to figure out what the fuck we're doing that's not no this is fine we talked a lot up up top there was a lot of boxing talk there was um our as you call it our monologue ran long yep. and uh we did the segments and that's fine dude what do you want me to cut it off i'm not trying no, to cut you no. off in mid thing and be like of course not uh, you I'm, want me I'm to just... give you like the the we give each other like the fucking rap like the wrap no, up fucking no no shit just, no i'm just saying like it's not the way it used to be where it'd be like okay here's our topic and like that would be the whole show now we have all this fucking all these things that we do which are we have great. all this pageantry we like have this great this, boxing this great, and this show we have this great variety of segments and so we need to kind of uh manage our time better so this isn't an eight hour podcast which it could very well be because you know, i could talk to you all fucking day but, it's a long form discussion podcast and i tell everybody that asks me about this show i tell them that yeah when they're like why is it so fucking long that's what we tell them <laughs> i say it's long form discussion and that's what it is there's podcasts that are like that you know so oh god um that's what ours is and sometimes our discussion doesn't get around to the topic this we plan on it's about but nothing. it's still a discussion show about nothing we'll we'll just call this episode seinfeld because it's a show about nothing i specialize in nothing dude i can talk about, i didn't think this was about nothing you know it was about things it's about karate kid part two i well, mean i mean I, oh you know what i wanted to say that. i wanted to say by the what way what you want to say i had um karate kid action figures when i was growing up I remember those. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. like you hit a button on the back and they would karate chop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, um, the the Daniel that I, I think it was Daniel came with like a a block of like the the thing of ice, uh, like where it was like two stands and like you could put how many ice blocks you wanted into it, and then like you could you know set him up, hit his back, and he would chop through it. And what? Then, yeah, yeah. I had him. I had Miyagi, and I had uh, Crease. Uh, you know, uh, Martin Cove's uh, villain character. And yeah, you could set them up to chop through the fucking ice and uh, it, it kind of worked a little, you know, but it was glorious to have. Those were uh, prized possessions of mine. They're probably worth a lot of money now and I don't uh, have them, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So uh, anyway, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Crazy Kwanzaa tip-top tet and a solemn dignified ramadan uh we hope you're enjoying the holiday season uh not really but whatever we hope nothing we, we don't hope a goddamn thing like fuck your holidays fuck your family yeah. you're like we we hope you're having a terrible time yes i'm sorry i've had too much to drink as usual these are nihilists donnie <laughs> they, <don't> believe <laughs> they believe in nothing they believe in nothing well, if you uh, believe in nothing, please give us a call in the Corey hotline and let us know um, about your beliefs and uh, and how nothing else matters. Of course, that number is 832-930-1347. That number again is 832-930-1347. And uh, yeah, and you can always uh, find this show at chrisandjohnwayne.com. 
and uh on please and uh you know we get and here's the thing please subscribe to the youtube channel because we get it seems like we get a lot of look that what i wouldn't call looky loos that are just watching the episodes but not subscribing we need these numbers people like to build these things up so uh, i'm glad you're watching the videos but hit this you have to i don't want to be one of those i hit the subscribe button i'm not gonna fucking do one of those videos but hit the goddamn subscribe button so we can please we have 30 fucking subscribers and you know the numbers are vastly disproportionate. Well, we, yeah, but we uh, have now like, I'm on a we rant. Have, but uh, we have like I'm thousands. Drunk, uh, we have thousands know. of people subscribed to the podcast, but not the. Well, we have. Video. It's just in the audio. The, the audio versus the video subscription is is uh, just has a wide variation. So I'd like to see more subscriptions to the the page. Uh, but uh, but keep watching. Either way, you know what? We should be glad that you're even that you care, I and I do, absolutely. and I love you. I, I we love you all and I love thank you, you okay. all um and we promise on the video um fans only dick only pics fans. dick uh, pics that's right dick and what it'll be though is like I just want to clarify it's my photo album of collections of pictures of Richard Nixon oh i have that uh same yes. thing but mine are all <laughs> mine are all dick cheney because uh, i'm texas you know Halliburton stuff. Sure, sure. Yes. Okay. Well, then we're there. You go. You'll get <laughs> you the go. fix. We promise. <laughs> all you, all you can handle, bro. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, uh, we hope you uh, celebrate whatever you do this week before Christmas uh, or the holiday or whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you do things, and uh, either way, uh, hide, hide you, the pickle. Hide that pickle, uh, and it better not be bread and butter, baby. But it better be spicy. I don't even know what the hell that means. Thank you, everyone. We love you. I don't know what this show is about. Good night. Good day.